0: My name is James Rowlands and in 2015 I started the WNR podcast with my friend Dan Mike.
1: And every month we bring you the latest collections, newest content, 205 Live and the crown jewel of the WNR
0: NXT update. Also each month the latest pay-per-views and we are live not only for the big four but every takeover as well.
1: Plus, in 2019, we go back 20 years and witness the attitude rise and the WCW's demise.
0: Until we've watched everything, we're with you and we we are are the WNR. WNR. Yes, hello. I am James Rowlands and as always I'm joined by Dan White. And today it's the W R 246. It's WWE versus WCW and it's full brawl 1999. But before we do the alternate intro, I have been to the dark side. I have seen a world that no man should see. And that's from being John Malkovich in 1999. But now the real intro. In 1999,
1: WCW and WWF were the two biggest wrestling companies in the world and for the past couple of years had traded the number one slot. But as the year started, it seemed WWF had a plan to continue its hugely successful Attitude Era, while WCW has seemingly lost the plot. Rather than focusing on younger talents like Booker T, Benoit and the Super Over Goldberg, it instead pushed out stars like Raven and Jericho, and sticking with the -the over-the-hill stars Hogan, Piper and Flair, who had passed their peak years previously. This year, the WNL podcast goes back 20 years and witnesses WWE's rise and WCW's demise. This is WWE versus WCW, Monday Night War, September 1999.
0: Well, last time out, WCW had brought back the red and yellow to arouse an ovation and the Hulkster had called out Sting. So let's move on to a quick Nitro results. We start off September 6th.
1: Yes, yeah, slowly defeated Evan Courageous in the first match.
0: Barry Horvich versus Al Green ended in a non-contest. Is
1: he the NFL dude? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Chris Benmar and Dean Malenko co-won a battle royal, and other participants included Humorous, Kurt Henning, Perry Saturn, Jerry Flynn, Brian Lobs, Shane Douglas, The Barbarian, Kendall Wyndham, Barry Wyndham, and Vincent.
0: Prince had defeated Johnny Swinger.
1: Buff Bagwell defeated Lord Stegall.
0: Eddie Guerrero, Chavo Guerrero and Billy Kidman defeated Juventud Guerrero, Blitzkrieg and Psychosis.
1: Shane Douglas defeated Kendall Windham.
0: Barry Windham defeated Jerry Flynn.
1: Perry Satin defeated Hugh Morris.
0: Chris Benoit versus Dean Malenko ended in a no contest.
1: And stipulation stated that the winner would earn a WCW World Title shot.
0: Hulk Hogan and Bill Goldberg defeated Sid Vicious, Diamond Dallas Page and Rick Steiner in a handicap steel cage match. Main event, but it was this so that's why we're not actually gonna watch it now. But we'll move on and what we're gonna watch in its entirety now is WSW Full Brawl nineteen ninety nine from the twelfth of September in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Uh, and we're just gonna run through the card as well. Oh, attendance was seven thousand four hundred and ninety one.
1: Yes, we had a six man tag team match, Deadpool, the Deadpool, which was Shaggy Two Dope, Vampiro and Violent J versus the filthy animals. Eddie Guerrero, Billy Kidman and Ray Mysterio Jr.
0: We've got WWE World Cruiserweight title match. We've got Lenny Lane with Lodi versus Kaz Hayashi.
1: We had a no-disqualification tag team match. The First Family, Brian Nobs and Hugh Morris with Jimmy Hart versus The Revolution, Dean Malenko and Shane Douglas.
0: WWE World Television title match. Rick Steiner versus Perry Saturn.
1: We had a singles match. Berlin with The Wall versus Jim
0: Duggan. WWE World Tag Team title match. The West Texas Rednecks, Barry Windham and Kendall William. Versus Harlem Heat, Booker T and Stevie Ray.
1: is W United States heavyweight title match. Chris Benoit, who's the champion, going against Sid Vicious.
0: DDP versus Goldberg.
1: And a he- heavyweight championship match, Hogan versus Sting.
0: Alright, so let's get to it and let's start off with the intro. <coughs> so the story going into this is about who can you trust as Tony Gervais shouts as the pay-per-view starts. And of course, we've seen that recently with Lex Luger coming back. And telling Sting you can't trust Hulk Hogan. But this is the yellow and red Hulk Hogan. This isn't the Hollywood Hogan that we've known for the past. Can Sting, who should he trust more, Dan? Should it be Hogan or should it be Luger?
1: Well, you know, in the the grand scheme of things, Sting hasn't had a reason to distrust Luger. So, you know, he should go with what he knows and not change things up.
0: Well, this is the thing. They've been tag team partners and friends for many, many years. But the question is as well, should WWE at this time be focusing on a storyline with free kind of veterans at this point rather than focusing on kind of more, building more up-and-coming talent in the company? You know? Well, you've
1: got the Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko thing. That would be an awesome story to go with. You've got the Filthy Animals, Ray Mysterio, charvo, and uh, no, sorry, Eddie Guerrero, Ray Mysterio, and Billy Kidman. I mean, that would be an awesome match just having that... F- for the entire card.
0: But I think what we found now, what I've definitely found the past couple of years watching these pay-per-views, is that it doesn't go anywhere. It's kind of stayed the same. We talk about the talents and they're going to be in the kind of opening matches, you know, six-man tag teams as a main event. You've still got the same guys. I mean, even Goldberg, who, you know, I'm a huge fan of, like we say, is going to get DDP. This is the match we saw at Halloween Havoc. So, again, they're just repeating exactly what we had kind of last year rather than trying to focus on something a little different. Absolutely,
1: yeah. It seems like WCW have got their top guys and they don't stray away from that. There it seems like there is no opportunity to break into the main event scene yeah. as it were. You know, like they've either gotta stay around the mid card and just be happy with that or go elsewhere, yeah. which you know, Chris Jericho's done and obviously we'll monitor his progression through WWE
0: as it goes. Exactly. See if there's any more defections coming up as well, you know, you've got to think backstage not happy. Ever since Bischoff said, you know, if you're not happy, you can just leave. I mean, what kind of does that bring? They talk about rematch as well. This rematch, Sting versus Hogan, is a direct rematch from the biggest WWE pay-per-view all-time, Starcade 97. So, again, retreading what we've had two years on, it seems a bit of a a shame, but let's hope the card can actually deliver because the attitude here at the moment is really hitting its stride and they're building stars. People like, you know, Triple H, you know, The Rock has been built, but Mankind now as well. Of course, Stone Cold Steve Austin. And even people like The Big Show, who's been rubbing shoulders with The Untaker recently, has been looking like a kind of main event as well. And let's see if they can WSW can counter-respond with the insane clown posse in Vampiro.
1: Uh, <laughs> I mean, what do you think WWE are going? Well, it worked for us in 97. We was doing very well. So let's uh, kind of go back a couple of years and carry on with that. They're kind of staying where they are as in, as if, you know... They're going back to what was working. They're kind of going back to their last save point, as yeah. it were. Whereas WWE,
0: uh, moving forward. And, and this is what WWE's experiencing now. So that WWE has is that it's it's the stars of the past are stronger than the stars right now and they keep harping, we, know, we have a go at W for doing it, because what was successful for them, the NWO, you know, Hogan being in the main event, and that's what they're desperate for, and that's what WWE are kind of doing now in that way, whereas back then, they did have to change it up, you know, they had to go with kind of new stars in a different direction.
1: Absolutely, and that's, <clears throat> I think that would be a good answer for him, especially with AEW on the horizon, you know, it is going to bring a lot in, a lot more eyes away wavy towards AEW, you know, that's, going to go without a doubt
0: yeah and it's going to be interesting to see how of course nxt mixes up with it now it's going to go live and head to head with kind of aw and of course yeah. we'll be keeping an eye on the wednesday night wars as it was on the WR podcast starting next Absolutely, month yeah so it's the kind of a new thing that we're seeing here but, but saying, you can you, you know, can what?
1: kind of see sorry you know look with like wcw like they took a few of the not so top guys from wwf then and they kind of, you know, put them into main event stars, you know, Chris Jericho, uh, Cody Rhodes, Ty Dillinger, you know, even Pack as well. You know, they're not top, top guys. Yeah. And they're going over to there. They're going to, you know, kind of run with them, I suppose.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it makes the most sense, you know, in that way, because they're guys, like I said, that are true workers. And this is where other, uh, you know, companies fail with that. And it's trying something. And sometimes, yeah, it might not work, but you can't just keep relying on the same old thing that's that's been happening. And that's where the golden generations of wrestling come from, when it's something completely different as it was, you know. So, so cards on the table.
1: We know that WWE isn't going to fold, but who do you think is going to win the awards? Do you think it is going to be like WWF versus WCW?
0: I don't. I hope it gets to that level. It would be interesting to see the kind of first ratings for all the shows when it when it first happens. I think AEW will beat NXT. Uh, and then see if NXT can respond but if you know rumours are right and if in app, someone like Kevin Owens who's obviously been fired recently in storylines could then sharpen NXT and just imagine if, if he was a part of that as well so WWE've got so much talent that they can actually just kind of go with it as well they've been stockpiling it and we talk about if it's right or wrong
1: well do you think that's what their response is going to be they're going to like lose a week or two early on and then they're going to say right you know we're Chuck Kevin Owens there we're Chuck Cesaro there we're Chuck yeah, you know, Drew McIntyre into NXT UK, give him a good run in there and
0: kind of, you know, backpedal, so to speak. It's a a backpedal, but it depends if it's looked at like a developed brand or a fur brand now. You know, if if they're, they're looking at NXT as a kind of place where the main roster type. Because you could put Shinsuke
1: Nakamura, Rey Myster- uh, not Rey Mysterio, uh, Finn Balor there. Or you could put someone who's never been there. Yeah. But you know, get your Randy Orton down there or something, you know, and have him boost ratings. I well, mean, he'd yeah. win the war on his
0: own. <laughs> well, yeah, but this is the interesting. It's these questions that were asked, but you can see the kind of we we talk about WWE back in the day, kind of having so much talent. Why were these guys under contract for some amount of times? It's exactly what WWE are doing now to make sure that anybody else that comes out, you know, is a part of the the WWE banner and trying to stop AEW from growing and seeing if they AEW themselves. Can respond, you know, because if it's direct competition, they won't win. But if they're doing what they do well, much like we saw when ECW was doing it, even with TNA, you know, look at Impact Wrestling now, it's shit. But during that time of the X Division, look at the amount of stars that left there and went to WWE, you know, your Bobby Roode, or just fucking everybody on the roster, you know, there's no point the listing them, all went across, you know, very successful, never that. So it's only when WWE, you know, if they're saying, oh, we only make the stars it's interesting to see how many stars were out there beforehand and kind of where we're going from this as well. There's no doubt it's a kind of golden period, again, for wrestling, just the amount of content that we got.
1: Well, when was the last genuinely homegrown talent produced?
0: The last three were, you've got to say, The Shield, haven't you?
1: Yeah, well, people that had never been known anywhere
0: else. Oh, oh, just from the... Oh, fucking hell. No, that is...
1: See, for me, it'd be going back to 2002, the class of 2002, like, you know, Cena, Orton, Lesnar...
0: I mean, would you class Strowman as much of a star? You know what I mean? I don't know if he's, he's kind of came from, he, I think he's bodybuilding, whatever it was that he was doing, or weightlifting, I don't fucking know. But, you know, people like that, but are they true? They're not main eventers, are they? You talk about true yeah. stars. And this is the difference, and this is why everything. you know, it's it's all about how it looks. You look at the, this match right now, and you've got six men, you know, the insane clown posse with uh, Vampiro against Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero, and Kidman and you think two of these guys would go on to be world champions, you know, this is from 20 years ago. At this point in time, would you think that these two guys would, would never need to see seen another company?
1: You, you could never have called it, could you? No. You know, um, you can see the talent in them, but that's only through going back and watching it. You know, if he was watching it right here, right now, you'd, you'd never have said, well, Rey Mysterio definitely going to be heavyweight champion. He's going to win a Royal Rumble from start to finish. Eddie Guerrero, he's going to have very impressive showings in Royal Rumbles. He's going
0: to... Defeat Brock Lesnar. <laughs> beat...
1: <laughs> yeah. It is, it's crazy. He's cause... going to beat a man twice his size, <laughs> built like a brick shithouse.
0: I mean, Kidman's definitely got a certain look about him at this time. And I think Kidman is, I think, quite underrated in in some respect. Yeah, maybe not have the kind of greatest personality, but I think what we've seen through him watching WWE is that he's kind of one of the standout performers. But the problem is he's just been attached to the cruiserweight division, hasn't he, you know?
1: Absolutely, yeah. Um, I think that is the problem with these going forward, you know. You only see these as cruiserweights,
0: not legitimate heavyweight contenders. Well, Kidman's going to start in there one of the clowns. I'm going to guess it's Shaggy 2 Dope. I don't even know who they are. Clown. And Billy
1: Kidman is getting beaten by... You can't even call him a music artist. He is just a clown.
0: I got it right. He's Shaggy. Clowns. An ass clown. (laughs) Shaggy... Scoob! He sends him into the boot of Vampura. Now they're working over Kidman. And yes, this match has started. And now kicked by Kidman. Beautiful drop kick. And the fans are definitely happy about that. And now Kidman just stomping a mud hole, walking it dry. And sometimes it might be too easy because he works with a forearm now. Irish rip across.
1: Well, Kidman and Rey Mysterio are looking like they're a tag team. And he's just doing his thing.
0: And now Shaggy 2-Dot with a clothesline. 1-0 down. And now Kidman back on his feet, though, managing to block Shaggy. And he is really not a professional wrestler. Look at this. What the fuck is this? Trying to wheelbarrow him. And Mysterio dropping the leg on the back of the head of Shaggy. <coughs> and now we're going to see Eddie Guerrero involved in this. He's going to heel in over the top rope. Of course, Eddie been out in action for a very long time due to a horrific car accident. One of the nights, low, he said to Eddie that he's going to keep paying him every week until he's back. And we've seen it. Eddie Gray is a lot sharper since he has returned, and that's what I love about Graham, which Just always, on, everything he does is on point.
1: It is crisp. Yeah.
0: Rey Mysterio, yes, this uh, jean-wearing, white vest, bleached blonde hair. <laughs> this man would be a mystical figure with his mask back on. And no, <laughs> he was underneath. I don't seen so long <laughs> since like, I, I not seen Ray Mysterio without a mask. Now I've seen him. It's just like
1: well, It's yeah. obviously because like you know there wasn't much internet around <laughs> back then, so you wouldn't have. I suppose it wouldn't have even touched your radar.
0: Yeah. And now Violent Jay's in there with Mysterio. And he takes him down. He's got the move that doesn't work. Slingshot.
1: No, Rey Mysterio doing... He's working his ass off, like trying to make them look better than <laughs> yeah. they actually are.
0: You couldn't be in there with three better workers to try and help you out. Absolutely. Well, Chris Benoit. Yeah. And now we get Vampiro. The actual wrestler. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to be... Horrible to Vampiro. I quite like the character. And uh, as you see in 2000, I kind of try and pair him up with Sting. But if you see him now, my God, it's not been a good 20 years for Vampiro. (laughs) We'll try and post that on Facebook. But (laughs) Rey Mysterio now with a Bronco Buster to Vampiro. And he tags in Kidman, his tag team partner. And the faces have had an effect on the heels all throughout the match. (laughs) Now it's Kidman with the right hands. And Jay's trying to hide behind the referee. And a weak-ass chop puts Kidman down.
1: Irish whip. Dodgy kick to the midsection and a DDT.
0: Now then Puyers going to look to powerbomb Kidman.
1: Why does he need the referee distracted while he does that? I don't get it. He's like, hey, And as he does that, Rey Mysterio starts getting into the ring. The referee goes over there distracted. And then he just gut-wrench powerbombs
0: him. Well, we tried to pin, but Kidman managed to kick out. Uh-huh. Well, it was partially a save by uh, Eddie Guerrero as well. Well, the thing is, the Insane Clown Posse should be kept as far away as possible from the action. They should be kept as far as from anyone. I mean, yes, they were in WWE, but they they didn't really perform, thank God. Huge shoulder block takedown by Vampiro. Kidman's in a bit of trouble now. And Vampiro, they a beautiful spinning heel kick off the top. Stereo in to make the save, though. Now, Kidman getting worked on by the Insane Clown Posse. And there we go. That's a proper way of actually distracting the referee, there.
1: No? Yeah. Knife edge chopped by Vampiro to Kidman in the corner.
0: And now it's the Hills in firm control, got Kidman in the wrong part of town.
1: Double handed slap, he's gonna tag in Shaggy. Yep. Running power slam into the cover. Two. <laughs> and Eddie Guerrero with a very innovative way of uh, helping out Billy Kidman, just a
0: simple poke to the eye. Brilliant. And our violent Jay's got Kidman, Irish rip reversed.
1: Sterling first into the turnbuckle and a clothesline takedown.
0: Get the hot tag now. This match feels a lot longer than it has been. And now Mysterio, here we go. Here we go. The end's in sight. Violent J can't see him yet. Seated springboard sent on. And he takes out Vampiro and Shaggy on the apron.
1: Oh, a lion's salt and rolls through onto his feet. One, two. No, Vampiro to make the save.
0: The referee needs to control this match.
1: Ray thrown against the rope, six one's his way back in but gets a kick to the back from Vampiro and clotheslined by a clown. I mean I think clowns in wrestling
0: peaked at Doink. Yeah <laughs> Well, do you know it'd been awesome if they had introduced Doink as their father. Do you know what I mean? Like missing a trick with that. Yeah. But like you said, Doink the Clown is a character that I think could have worked. These guys aren't. Even though they are still performing to this day to the Juggalos, which is a Awful or brilliant thing, depending on how you think of stuff like that. And now Mysterio's hot tag lasted about, I don't know, 30 seconds?
1: Yeah. He's been uh, shut down, getting thrown into the ring by Vampiro and a clown. It's like you had Doink, then you had Insane Clown Posse, and now you've got kind of Bray Wyatt.
0: Well, Vampiro... Violet J, I think, is a legal man, but Vampiro's just decided to put the sleeper on. And now the referee's just saying, all right. So... The
1: same referee that made such a big point about Rey Mysterio. Uh, Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero get into the ring to try and break up this illegal manoeuvre. Yet the referee pushes them out and leaves the clowns and Vampiro in.
0: And now Mysterio's in a lot of trouble. As they get work on, but Kidman's come in. (laughs) And now Vampiro picking up Mysterio. And he just kicks him down.
1: But then a back elbow for Eddie Guerrero.
0: So why didn't Vampiro make it to anything big then? I don't know. I don't know what he's done. I mean, his attitudes weren't great backstage, but it's weird that WWE n- never went with him. I mean, Van Pier would probably say that, you know, he turned down the offers, but I don't know if the offer was ever made. He's found success in uh, in Mexico and a little bit in Japan. So, but he's he's a guy that's very opinionated. Even now, the kind of shooting interviews that he does, so maybe it was just a case of not the right attitude. A bit like New Jack, <laughs> you know, with someone like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you're, you're a wrestler, but you don't quite fit
0: the bill. Yeah, we don't really need someone like that.
1: I think, if anything, it would have been worth just taking on the character. A
0: team up man. Yeah. Well, Eddie Guerrero's in with a monkey flip, but Vampire landed on his feet. Catch him with a nice back heel, heel kick there. Now comes Violent J. So These
1: names are just idiotic. I think they just took two random words and just put them together.
0: Yeah, I, I doubt it's their real names. I mean, would you name your kid Violent? Wow. All shaggy. Well, then again, there has been done. Yeah. But now the clowns going to double-team Eddie Guerrero. It's shaggy. Two dope off the top. And With a, a leg, leg drop. Didn't connect. But Eddie sold it like it did. <laughs> it hit him on the forehead. It hit his hair. <laughs> it brushed his hair up in a slight quiff. And luckily enough, Eddie
1: Guerrero supports a mullet, so it's kind of in the long hair.
0: And we can always tell it's a mullet because it's uh, business in the front, party in the back. And now Vampiro gets a tag in.
1: Isn't that the type of your autobiography? Yeah. Party in the back.
0: Poker in the front. Liquor in the rear. Oh, and Eddie's in. Taking out Vampiro. Clotheslines. Shaggy, too, dope.
1: And one for Violent J and Vampiro. Straight back on it. Hits head. If Vampiro and the clowns win, this is why WCW failed.
0: <laughs> and now it looks like Vampiro and Shaggy going to double team Eddie.
1: Oh, what the hell was that, man? I think they was trying to kill Eddie Guerrero before he died.
0: <laughs> well, they look like a diamond cut, but turn into just a slam. Now, Gaggy off the top. Vampiro
1: cuts him off, though, with an uppercut to the throat. Gut wrench slam.
0: But he's not the legal guy, but referees still can anyway. It doesn't matter.
1: And then, just for some strange reason, after covering him, Vampiro gets straight back up. Gets caught with a drop kick from Guerrero.
0: And he grabs on Vampiro's legs. Kidman on top. Shooting star. I think you need him in the jaw. One, two, three. And thankfully this match is over. My God, that was a long one. Dan, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Absolutely far too long. Um, it kind of took away everything that was or should be a tag team match. It's like, you know, with tag team matches, we do like to see kind of like a um, a hot tag And as soon as someone started gaining some momentum, they were shut off almost immediately. Um, Them two clowns should have been anywhere near a wrestling ring. Um, Vampiro, he's not even that great, to be honest, himself. I think, you know, all the hard work was done by Mysterio, Kim and Guerrero.
0: Yeah, I think a match with these three uh, in should have been a lot, lot better than this, you know. And like I said, it might not be their fault, but again, it wasn't good. And it felt like it went on forever. And for an opening, that's exactly what you don't want to do. You want to get into the action quickly. Yeah, the right team won, but does this actually do anything for these three guys? Absolutely not. So there you go. We'll move on and, like it says, the right to the jaw of Vampiro with a shooting star, but got the job done. The filthy animals win.
1: Vampiro and the clowns celebrating as oh. if they'd won.
0: No, they're arguing, but no one cares. We've gone backstage, and here comes a revolution. And the WCW.com team, a team man.
1: They look a bit like the radicals.
0: <laughs> Apart from Shay Douglas, who, of course, is blacklisted from the company. But this is a new group to uh, bring Terry in WCW. I don't want
1: to do this because
0: I felt a bit sorry for Dean Malenko during the week, just seeing him then. There's a picture on FACO said uh, Jericho posted with Malenko, Guerrero and Benoit saying, it was a long time ago. A lot of people commented, oh, Jericho, it's really sad you're the only one still alive. Uh, De Malenko is not dead. <laughs> I just want to say, he's a road agent on the, in AEW now. He is still very much alive. So, did anybody that saw that post and thought, oh, when did that happen? Don't worry, he's still around. But of course, a member of Revolution 20 years ago, like he said, it would be a radical come the millennium. But up next, because it was the Cruiserweight Championship. <laughs> this has all been about two guys who are very close to each other, Lenny and Lodi. Closer than you and I. Even closer than that, yeah. They share the same towel. That's how close they are. We only share the same bed. <laughs> Lenny got the upset victory over Rey Mysterio on Thunder. And they've just gone so overboard. But we've just talked about it before with relations to Billy and Chuck.
1: actually looked really familiar.
0: Kazayashi, uh, I am trying to think what he did. Was he with for a little bit? Nah.
1: <clears throat> and I'm not. Meaning that as in all Asians look the same, by the way. Do you think
0: it's a Itami? (laughs) (laughs) This is what Adair used to look like. No, all joking aside, it's Kazashino. It's a great talent, a cruiserweight title. It's got two um, different guys competing in this one. So what are your thoughts on Lenny uh, and Lodi then? Do you think this is appropriate?
1: No. (laughs) In a word, no. Uh, It is... Something that's just completely ridiculous. Um, I don't know, like, do you feel like it is mocking the homosexual character?
0: Well, I think it's definitely their the, the heels, aren't they? And the fact they're getting booed because they kind of do all the stereotypical things that homosexuals do. But the, the question is, is like someone like the Velveteen Dream, is that an appropriation on that now? Or is that something different? I would say that is completely different. Why is that different? Because he's still... The the mannerisms and kind of stuff like this. You know, we talk about Goldust as well. These types of characters.
1: But it's... It's different because it's solo.
0: Whereas these two guys, you know, like the way
1: they're acting together and around each other, I suppose it, it makes it different. You know, if it was just one of them doing these kind of things, you would have thought, yeah, you know, he's slightly out there and you could say that he has got Velveteen Dream mannerisms or, you know, Goldust mannerisms, but...
0: Because there is another a guy with him, you know, and... So Billy and Chuck are worse than, like, Goldust in that one. Because Goldust is pretty fucking out there as well when you talk about... Cat. Like, Lenny and Lodi are doing it... The WWE are doing it the wrong way with them. We can see... Is there a right way to do, or should they just be like... I don't know, ne- because... We've never seen a cat... Because like that, the Billy
1: it? and Chuck side of things, it was kind of based around a misunderstanding. <laughs> right, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You
1: know, so it is kind of... They didn't realise what they were doing. So, you know, it's It's kind of like, you know, they, they kind of put a comedy factor to it. These two guys, I, I really don't know what on earth they're doing.
0: Well, they're lovers and they're also brothers. And uh, this is what we've seen in WCW. And, uh, I mean, again, not going to compare them to Chris Jericho, but do you think WCW at that time thought, oh, we had someone like Jericho who came out and was a little bit outlandish and whatever it was. So we'll just replace him with someone like Lodi and just turn it up. Uh, you know what I mean, like 100, and it would it'd be the kind of turn. Turn the fabulous up. Yeah, it would be kind of exactly the same because that's what we think of someone like Chris Jericho. Well,
1: not really, because you know you can see the similarities in the look, and you could say, you know, if this was a copyright infringement, you'd say, yeah, he is definitely guilty of it. <laughs> but if you watch him wrestling a match and you watch listen to him here, you know, you listen to him talking on a mic, you'd be like, yeah, no, that is nothing like Jericho. Yeah.
0: That's fair enough, but he's seen two guys who, like, we've talked about, we've moaned about not seeing any new talent. And even though they are going the wrong way with kind of Lenny and Lodi, it's, it's good to see other guys kind of involved. But for me, it wouldn't just be the cruise rate division you would be doing it with, it would be kind of everything else. Because he prances about? He prances about and gets uh, a negative reaction from it. But even like someone like Darren Young, who was kind of was open about it, would never kind of given a role to do you know we've not really seen it represented that well when it comes to professional wrestling I think that's still saying that maybe kind of needs to be looked at but again we're finally getting different ways about how women are treated in wrestling Or do you
1: think it is kind of bad play on WCW's part by making these two guys heels there is no reason why these two guys should be heels so you know you could look at you know reading between the lines you could say well WCW think two guys uh, that are over-familiar with each other is wrong and they should be baddies. Yeah,
0: I I think you're right, but I think WWE should be looked at as well because you talk about the kind of racial connotations and stuff as well. Someone like Kazayashi, uh, yeah, they had someone like Takamichi Noku in in WF, but usually the kind of international heel was the kind of guy that threw salt and, you know, even when it comes to Europeans and people like this, he was treated by that. It's only changed in the past few years because of if you look at the nationalities of everybody on the WWE roster, they're all from these different countries. It's, but back in the day, you know, in 99, it was either American or Canadians. and in your sprinkle of hills, people are like fucking Fit Finlay or Regal, even in WSW as well. And that's kind of changed now, and even they were like, I'll well, we used Kazahashi as a good guy, that wouldn't probably happen in WWE, so...
1: Yeah, you have that side of things. Um, I think that's more of a an American stereotype, because, you know, everyone else... You know, if you're American, you see America as number one, and everyone else is against you. Yeah,
0: yeah, Apart from Lord Gideon. Lord Gideon Grey. <laughs> yeah, he's all of them. But Kaz, as <laughs> showed, his ability there. Beautiful tope over the top rope, taking out Lenny and Lodi, And he might be in control, but as I say that, it's Lodi on the outside, tripping Kaz. And Charles Robertson now, don't get me wrong, he's a great official, but he should be keeping his eyes close to the action. And now it's Lenny with the elbow drops, but Kaz manages just move out of the way. So unloaded with some right hands. Irish whip reversed. Ducks
1: a close line attempt and Hayashi into a wheelbarrow, but gets rolled up into a pin attempt. Quickly out and a face first slam. Oh, just a two count though.
0: Two. And Hayashi's in a bit of trouble at the moment. But Lenny looks a little bit frustrated. And Lenny goes, lame. The <laughs> smile has gone off of his face. But, you know, it's all about that in wrestling. You go back to people like... You know, we talk about Agent Street. There was a documentary on the W Network back in the British way. You know, kind of wrestling around like this and getting reaction. I do think it's the times as well. You know, look at what wrestlers were like in the 60s and 70s. And even in the 90s with the Jerry Springer generation and kind of the shot kind of TV that we had to now, it is going to you know, change. And we'll probably look back in 10 years' time at stuff that happened now and go, oh, that should never have happened, you know. So.
1: Well, you know, you look at this back into the 90s, I think you know at that kind of point in time, it was
0: being different was the way to go. And if you're all the same, then you you know you're all boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the problem with the cookie cutter wrestler, like I said, these two guys are definitely not from the cookie cutter. But let's see what they can bring. As Kaz, where we drop toe hold, then he goes into the second turnbuckle. Springboard in from Kaz, but he gets planted face first
1: by Lenny, slowly into a cover. Um.
0: Unorthodox cover. Yeah, that would be an orthodox cover. I mean, kind of mounting him. It's all about gimmick infringement. Goldust might have to ring him up and say, wait a minute, I'm the only one that's allowed to slide into my opponents.
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) I'm going to leave that one there, James. (laughs) I'm going to leave that one there.
0: Oh, and now Lenny Willard. Nice gut wrench into the power bomb. Can he keep Kaz
1: down? No, just a two count. Two... Bring your own blow pops. What's a blow pop?
0: Actually, I'm going to leave that there as well. my well, Charles is in charge at the moment. It looks like Lenny's going to slam Kaz. No,
1: backslide from Kaz. Drops the top rope and Lenny goes crashing to the mats below. Are we
0: going to see how Hayashi fly? Lovely, straight over the top, taking out lane. It's like a swan song bomb to the outside. Beautiful agility there, didn't even touch the top rope. Kaz Hayashi
1: looks like someone that you could place in now times wrestling and he wouldn't look even an ounce out of place.
0: And maybe it's someone like Kaz was, you know, generation too early, especially with someone his size, but I'll wait a minute now, and it's loaded on the outside.
1: The attack, throwing Hayashi from uh, barricade to barricade, and eventually throwing him back in the ring as Lenny Lane has Charles distracted, probably asking him for bleaching tips. <laughs>
0: Goes for the cover, but no, Kaz managing to kick out. Uh-huh. And he is, Kaz is the only one with his natural hair. And uh But it's weird, though. Lodi, you know, look at his transformation in a couple of years. He was uh part of the Raven, you know, getting a, a part of that. You've seen a kind of emo-type character, and now he's kind of... He still kept his holding-up
1: signs, though. He has,
0: That to be fair. That uh, is good about the character.
1: And his name.
0: And his name. <laughs> but apart from that, I mean, he's glistening at the moment, and now he's fanning down Lenny. I
1: think Hash, he's has uh, got a broken nose there. He's bleeding profusely. Snapmare
0: takedown. No, uh, He's just got a side headlock in, and Kaz... Trying to fight this. Trying to get the crowd into this, but they're really not. So how much more of this uh,
1: pay-per-view be watching after these first two matches?
0: I, you know, WSW have got an awful record of um, giving us terrible ways to start pay-per-views and non-pay-view per style matches. And you can even see the empty seats. You know? I, I think I would have bothered with the first couple of matches. Might tune in for the main event. But Lenny now is going to look to powerbomb Kaz...
1: Oh no, but Lenny managing to kick out.
0: Oh. Kaz beautiful there, it to can on a tight pin. Now we're gonna go run to Lenny, who reverses Yari Shripp into the corner.
1: Bounces off the ropes. Bulldog. If he does the line sword off of this, right. uh, he crawls
0: over into a cover. But it didn't just hurt the leg. Tick out. Two. And that's what cost Kaz then. Look, look at the seats emptying. Look. They were full up with to make the first match.
1: Yeah. But again, this is a match that is nothing, and it's going to lead to nothing.
0: Now Kaz trying to go down, but Lenny catches him.
1: It looks like John Cena with long hair, with (laughs)
0: smiles. (laughs) Oh wait, Kaz lands on his feet for the back suplex attempt.
1: Now turns it around, plants Lenny. Lodi covered in glitter with his nails painted, looks distraught on the outside.
0: And he can't do anything at the moment to help his partner. Now Kaz blocking his shots from Lenny and unloading his own forearms, right hands. He's been through a war with Lenny here tonight. Irish reverse sends Hayashi into the corner. He moves out the way.
1: Bring balls over the top rope into a lovely bulldog. Hayashi signalling for the end now.
0: Well, he's not over the cover. He's picking up Lenny again. And he's putting him on that top turnbuckle.
1: Hayashi looking to join him up on the ropes, but gets cut off. Lenny with clubbing blows.
0: Oh, now Kaz comes off sunset flip. Lenny holds on.
1: Looking for a power bomb. Oh. Lovely running seated power bomb there.
0: I think Lenny landed right on the back of his neck.
1: Kaz into the cover. Lodi uh, assisting his partner putting his foot on the bottom rope.
0: Well, that should have been a three. Kaz had it one. And now Ashley back to the top of Lodi on the apron. And Lenny up to cut him off. And Kaz with a couple of boots to the face. And he jumps off with a beautiful hurricane runner. Goes for the cover. Oh,
1: so close. But Lenny managing to kick out.
0: Ah. Jawbreaker from Lane. And now Lodi on the apron. Looking like a double team. Kaz very Irish whip. They don't oh. hit each other, but they do hug. And a
1: drop kick to the back sends Lane into Lodi.
0: And now Kaz with a cover for Lenny. He's got him. No. No. Lenny just managing to get the shoulder up at two. Two. Well, that's close. You're going to come to losing your Cruiserweight title. And now Kaz again with a backbreaker. you going to go up.
1: Lodi up on the uh, ring apron, though.
0: Now Lenny's distracting Charles Robinson.
1: He gets taken out by Hayashi.
0: And Kaz now wasting his time on the wrong man.
1: Ah, oh, Lody hangs him up on top. Roll up from Lenny. Three.
0: No. No, Ka- two. <laughs> two. Well, just a millisecond away. Kaz trying to jump over. Lenny now, skull-crushing finale. One, two, three. So, Lenny Lair with a skull-crushing finale move that Jericho said he invented, but Lenny was using it first. Gets a victory over Kaz. What are you thinking of that match, Dan?
1: Well, you know, he uh, he looks like Jericho. Used the finisher that Jericho claims he created. There is a bit of gimmick infringement. He just hasn't got the talent. Um, I don't know. The match wasn't that great. It just didn't seem fluid enough.
0: I don't think it was too bad. I better than the first match. Better um, than the
1: first match, yeah. But that wasn't hard.
0: I think the chemistry between the two was all right. But with with Lodi at ringside, that just seems a little bit weird. And Kaz get screwed out again. But, I mean, Lenny, have they got big plans for him in WSW? Or is this just a thing until, you know, they stop getting the reaction? Who knows? But it's just still interesting here as we move on.
1: It does look like John Cena in drag.
0: Well, the brothers win and retain their Cruiserweight Championship. Sabine so Jean's in the ring, promoting the main event of the pay-per-view and interviewing one of the stars, are called Sting. But, I mean, it's not like they had, what, five hours of TV before the pay-per-view to get this done. Let's interview Sting on the night in ring. Absolutely, yes. And uh, we all know Sting. He's a man of many words.
1: Woo! Mm-hmm. Well, Sting, the big question is, who are you going to side with, Hogan or
0: Luger? And he'll go... You know something, Mean Gene! Woo! <laughs> if, Hogan, if Hogan doesn't come down and interrupt Sting and Mean Gene, I oh, will be upset. I'll go for Luger. Oh, Luger might just yeah, come on to that as well. So Sting didn't really say much, really. I mean, Mean Gene asked him a question who she trusts, and he'd say... We'll find out, and he could become a nine-time champion. And that's much more than I like actually thought Sting had.
1: I honestly thought that as well.
0: You know, it's uh,
1: you kind of underestimate what Sting actually
0: achieved in WCW. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Can kind a of franchise player tonight beat Hogan, as the question is asked. Up next for us here now, it's the first family of Brian Knobs and Hugh Morris with Jimmy Hart. Going against Revolution, Shane Douglas and Dean Malenko. Yes, and uh, Brian Nobbs with a very 80s shouty promo there going into it. Couldn't understand any of what he said. He was just shouting. Uh, Nobbs is getting a job for life here, thanks to being friends with Hulk Hogan, you know, during the day. And this is what Hogan was doing. And and, and Brian Nobbs, I'm not a huge fan of the Naster boys, but he should be nowhere near uh, the, the scene. And Hugh Morris has been the same character now for the past few years, ever since being squashed by Goldberg. In Goldberg's very first match. I think that's the most famous thing Hugh Morris has ever done. Being judged by Goldberg, yeah, yeah I think I, it is. I mean, getting fired as Bill DeMutt as a trainer in, in WWE, beating up the younger guys, I mean, that's pretty funny, but as in the funny that he's lost his job and he's not a part of the WWE family anymore. we are talk about someone who's blacklisted as well. I, I don't mind Shane Douglas, but at this point, his move to WWE was too little too late. He'd broken his body in ECW since leaving the WF, thanks to the click, and had come here kind of. Not the same guy, Dean Malinka. I think is someone we talk about. How would they be today? I think Dean Malinka would thrive in today's business. Do you know that. Absolutely, yeah. He was a, he was a very good learner. Kind of uh, just
1: completely ignored the spud from Shane Douglas there, as Shane went to <laughs> fist bump him and Dean
0: Malenko'sler on the ar- like that. I think that's kind of a gimmick that definitely works. So we look at someone like Drew Gulak, who might hark back to some someone like Dean Malinka, kind of the way he works in the ring, how technical he is. And now looking for the opportunity to kind of dominate W and is it like this going against you, Mark, <laughs> surprise, knobs Well, as Revolution get into the ring, they're immediately cut off by the first family, and uh, it's a no disqualification tag team match now. And there are more empty seats now than there ever have been, but I'm not saying that's down to uh, Revolution, as you've got Knobs in there with Malenko. So again, you know, with the uh, over-the-hill wrestlers, knobs definitely up there with the over-the-hill performers. He should be nowhere near this. I mean, you, you think about who these... You know, Eddie, whoever DeGretero and Rey Mysterio and now who Malenko has to go up against, you know. Even Benoit later on in the night, it's, it's not really fair, is it, you know?
1: Absolutely not, no. And we see a double low blow there from Dean Malenko and then uh, another low blow on Hugh Morris who gets out of the ring and kind of... Shakes it off.
0: Yeah, you just want a quick timeout, of course, anything goes.
1: Yeah, that's the thing to do. Get your manager to raise your hands halfway through a match with shit kicked out of you.
0: Well, their back's turned, they get hit by uh, baseball slides by either man.
1: And Shane Douglas is getting the fans to hold Hugh Morris' arms as he beats on him. That's quite innovative. That's different.
0: And Malenko's sending knobs into the stairs.
1: And Shane Douglas turns it to the other side of the barricade and get some more fans to hold Hugh Morris up as he pounds away at him as Malenko continues going to work on knobs. He's kicking knobs in the knobs.
0: knob Well, he's definitely gone down low Malenko and Douglas mean business here tonight as Hugh Morris gets sent headfirst into the stairs. I and mean, Shane Douglas now just looking around. It's already looked like a uh, disaster area as Douglas picks up the stairs.
1: Oh, and just slams him on the back of Morris. with No, uh... Ramifications of what would happen as the stairs land on the ankle of Hugh.
0: <laughs> and now, oh, send sending Malenko into barricade. Then he had to look like a trash can on the head of Douglas?
1: Bounce off the forehead of Shane as Malenko gets the cable and just wraps it around the throat of Nob's.
0: Do you think, like, you know, backstage are
1: like, yeah, we need to kind of turn this up a bit. These first two matches were shit and boring. So
0: let's send out Nob's. Let's turn the heat up with Hugh Morris. And we now, need
1: something else, so let's have Shane Douglas. <laughs> exactly.
0: And now the franchise is working on Knobs in the corner,
1: sweating profusely. Uh, things have kind of now uh, uh, we got tags in the corner now. It's like
0: the opposite of a WWE tag team match, isn't it? You know?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. We uh we normally start off with a normal tag team match and then all hell breaks loose. But this one we start with all hell breaking loose as Knobs looks for the pit stop.
0: Oh no, that is offensive. I'd rather have a bushwhacker lick me.
1: Then a Nob's armpit I yeah. in your face.
0: Well, a Rikishi Sink face. That's saying something. And now Shane Douglas dropped it there, got at least four foot in the air.
1: <laughs> at least three and a half <laughs> foot. Uh, good old Shane Douglas and Knobs bringing back the 80s style wrestling. That's what we like. Drop. Irish Rip drop toe hold, and then a running baseball slide slash drop kick from Malenko into a cover. No, Morris into to break it up.
0: But do you think the talent was disinterested at this time? Do you think Malenko and, you know, people like Guerrero are going out there and going oh, I'm doing this, so I'm not going to give 100%.
1: I think they're giving 90%, whereas, you know, the likes of Nobbs is certainly not even giving 12%. You know, Nobbs is like, well, I've got a job for life. It doesn't matter how well I perform and how much effort I put into it. So, you know, and 1000000 still like, well, you know, I'm going to try a bit. And, you know, I think with Eddie Guerrero, I'm going against two fucking so-called music singers and Vampiro.
0: Oh, great. But I think, you know, especially with, sort of like with the Lenny and uh, Kaz match, at least there's two guys that are, I think, really trying, you know, they're, given what they've got. I think these guys are thinking, like, what is it going to take? We're just going to be in these type of matches at every fucking pay-per-view to the end of time now. You know, Malenko's sitting there thinking, well, where am I going to go? They can't move past, you know, United States title level. And they're stuck with these guys who probably don't deserve to have jobs at the moment. But anyway, Shane Douglas now fighting back. Very
1: innovative uh, snapmare there.
0: There's no doubt Shane Douglas was talented. We're going to say he was beaten and battered down from ECW. He's kind of uh, gone to WCW to take it easy a bit. Mm. Well, it's like, you know, when Kurt Angle came back to WWE, it's like, he he just didn't have it, did he? He's lost something. Yeah, yeah. he's just, it's the same with Shane Douglas. And uh, I think the knob's you know, he might be trying, but he is just shit as well. He
1: never had it. He is yeah. still stuck in the 80s. You can see with that fucking mullet. We're coming into 2000 soon. And mullets, you know, they was big in the 80s, dying out in the 90s, and in the 2000s, kind of non-existent. You know, unless it was making a statement. And this is someone who is definitely stuck. He's still got his fucking 80s nasty boy's shirt on, for yeah, i
0: That's true, yeah. That's Shane Douglas sending knobs into Barry Cade behind... Well, i say he didn't matter behind the referee's back or not. Yeah. I forgot, I forgot it was a hardcore match. Uh-oh, and Shane slowly gets reversed.
1: Sent into Barry Cade, and I think there was a sound guy down there as well, the poor fucker.
0: And now I don't know what Jimmy Hart's trying to do. Maybe a little dance.
1: So no disqualification match, yet the referee tried reprimanding Hugh Morris for coming into the ring illegally.
0: No, no, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever, does it? They've just hit each other with fucking stairs five minutes previously and now Shane Douglas taking Hugh Morris off the apron and now Nob sent to the outside and it's Revolution they're standing and Shane's trying to do this crowd but I don't think the crowd cares really I don't think they're really invested
1: well, I think they was slightly invested when it was a bit of a hardcore anything goes match but now it's kind of settled down into a boring tag match it's like meh
0: yeah I think the referee said look this might turn out to be not a bad match if you carry on so change it up Hogan's in the back not happy How's he going to follow this, brother? <laughs> so far, I have seen three matches not even worthy of pre show. Oh, these are awful. These are like, nitro. If you know what I mean, like, these matches. Uh, the only thing I don't mind, right, is that at least they've got a little bit of story to them as opposed to what they had a couple of years ago where it was just a kind of random match on pay per view. It, it doesn't mean that it's good, but. They're trying to learn a little bit. It's just a shame that the talent is just so... Well, this match rich. should be about revolution kind of getting rid
1: of, you know, an old guy like Nobs and Hugh Morris. You know, they should be like, look, we're the new lot. We're the new breed. We're coming in. We're taking over.
0: And we're starting from the bottom and we're taking everyone out. Marvelling a back-and-forth effort like we're seeing. But Shane Douglas got the boot up on Knobs and tags in Malenko. Who
1: unloads on Morris, who's been tagged in. Irish whip. Oh, back body drop. Got about two and a half foot in the air. Yeah, you can see just Morris taking a bump himself. And Malenko's fighting off knobs and Morris. Lovely drop kick there from the Iceman. Takes out Jimmy Hart as well, who's up on the apron.
0: But as I said, it's so 80s. Like, the manager gets taken off into the other guy. Oh, knobs with a really trip now as well. Allows Hugh
1: Morris to drop the elbow drop. And
0: he's going to try and get in position for the No Laughing Matter. Morris
1: is up in the corner. Hits it. One, two, three. <laughs> yeah. That's how to build future stars right there. <sighs> Absolutely, yes. Give Hugh Morris and Nobbs the
0: win. <laughs> now, I don't mind yeah, Morris hitting the move, but on Malenko as well. I mean, that is just a, a slap in the face, isn't it? You know? I mean, my God. That was thoughts to the match. Absolutely fucking awful. The wrong men won. Um, The wrong person on the team got pinned if the wrong team was going to lose. Just, no. I'm shocked and appalled. And uh, we see some so-called highlights of that. You see, Jimmy Hart took out Nobbs, but Nobbs got straight back up and managed to trip Malenko in that same kind of segment. He was standing there watching. And now... And then he decides, oh, hang on a minute, let me go around and get knobs. And Malenko just looks shocked on his face when he's getting pinned as well. It's like, he maybe could, but just didn't want to. His shoulders was up. Malenko, I don't think
1: Malenko was told
0: about the finish of this match. He's like, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, you're going to win. You're
0: going to get a victory. Is there any surprise with this kind of... book? Three months' time, Malenko, Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, Pesat would just go, fuck it. Let's just go. The only surprise is why they didn't do it sooner. And talking about the the powerful revolution who just lost, we're moving on to our next match as well. And I'm sure this is going to end well for revolution, isn't it? And talking of those 80s wrestlers. I hate Rick Steiner. (laughs) I really hate Rick Steiner. I have seen nothing from Rick Steiner in singles. Ever since he fucking turned with uh, Scott, they should have just either left it with the Steiners or just got rid of Rick. Even Scott, I mean, where the fuck has Scott Steiner been recently? I have no idea. No. I think he's morphed into Rick Steiner's beard. Honestly, it's so weird. And Rick Steiner was involved in the big storyline teaming up with Nash and Vicious. I mean, where the fuck did that end up? But at least he's still, what, television champion? Yes, and the title is on the line for this match. Well, can a revolution keep their losing streak alive? As you can tell by our voices, we are very excited by this. Well, Pro Saturn is a great talent. There's no that Saturn has been something of this guy, if they concentrated properly, when he split up Raven's flock, he actually had quite a good reaction from that. And instead of moving on from it, he teamed up with Raven and started wearing uh, dresses. But he's back now as more serious Saturn. And he's the one guy, maybe, that didn't kind of have a huge impact at the radicals. Can you see why, or do you think there was more potential with Perry?
1: Uh, you know, unfortunately for Perry, he was the least talented out of a very talented group. I think
0: that's kind of, you know, what went wrong for him, to be honest. Well, the reason he got the Moppy character in WWE was because, um, I think it was on Shotgun or one of these programs, he lost his temper with one of the jobbers and threw him outside and kind of beat him up. So that's on YouTube, but wants was going to see that as well. But that's kind of why he got the Moppy character. He didn't make it afterwards. Uh, he went missing for a couple of years as well. Saturn's a really interesting dude, do you know what I mean? Like, he's kind of those teamed up with... Um, Cronus and East W's and Eliminators, and there's a kind of couple of real big spots that they did there as well. As opposed to Rick Steiner, who's dog shit. Absolutely, yeah. Again, enough '80s throwback who's kind of Is not he... moved on from the 80s. The d- way he's dressed now looks like a weird sex kind of... He looks like a, a sex character, yeah. Yeah, I, d- I can't... You know, got the dog collar and the bandana and the sunglasses... Of course the um bleach blonde, you know, was going backstage with all the hair and Rick said, on one minute, let me just do my bit of beard
1: Yeah, come on Ray, you've got enough left over from <laughs> yeah, your farm.
0: Saturn don't need it. No. He just needs a little bit of wax for the shine. Didn't ego um bleach blonde mustache bit though for a while. Oh yeah, it's sand. yeah, so they all kinda of like to that bleach blonde is, is around backstage. It's freely to use.
1: Yes, yeah, free peroxide. If the talent isn't sniffing it then you can I mean,
0: but Nick Patrick, I like his look as well. He's refereeing it tonight because he's just keeping with just a simple tash. That's all he's doing. Simple stash, and he's holding it with quite, you know, quite a stoic nature. They' not get wrong, the Steiners were a good tag team. With Rick, nah. They were a good tag
1: team for the 80s, <laughs> early 90s. Yeah. That is it.
0: Wrestling evolved, they didn't. Well, can Saturn win the television title? This will be a great victory for him. But I... <laughs> I won't bet against it. Now, Rick Stein straight away with a takedown. Now, clubbing blows to the back of Saturn. Just showing that he's got complete dominance already.
1: Huge clothesline takedown to Saturn. Starting a standing tool thus far into a cover, but just a two count. Two. That's the kind of quickest
0: beatdown that I've seen.
1: And he's surprised that after about 30 seconds of wrestling, he hasn't got a victory from a clothesline takedown.
0: And Saturn hasn't actually hit an offensive move yet.
1: Baseball slide between the legs, and now Saturn unloads with some rights. Lovely super kick. And Rick
0: Steiner slammed, and now Saturn, and that was nice.
1: Lovely springboard. Rick, Rick rolls to the outside. I was half expecting him to go, God, sod this match and start walking up the <laughs> fucking aisle.
0: Time out, time out. And Saturn now managing to throw Rick back in.
1: Saturn wailing away with a huge right hand to so the head of Steiner.
0: Irish rib into the corner, and now a lovely German release. Looks like the referee's throwing it in during this match. <laughs> well, Saturn only got a two. Two. And now Nick Patrick count, and uh, Rick managed to move Nick and kick pay Saturn. In the dick. <laughs>
1: Rick moved Nick, then kicked in a dick.
0: And now we're going to see uh, Steiner elbow. That's... Sucks to be him. And now it's Rick Steiner who's taken over again. We've gone to the outside with Saturn thrown him into the stairs. Oh, well, thanks for that low blow. Rick Steiner would hit that nine year old.
1: Absolutely. Rick Steiner make moving
0: things at a glacially slow pace. He's moving slower than Sid. Fucking hell. Rick versus Sid. That would be just kind of an in an Iron Man match.
1: It would be going backwards.
0: In an Iron Man match that would last four hours. <sighs> Feels like twenty six. And now the Ringside mats have been exposed for the pure. Steiner with a DDT on Perry Saturn. Straight on concrete, right in front of the referee. Rick Steiner's smirking. No, James hasn't
1: got a cigarette in his gob. He's got a smile on his face because he knows slow and steady wins
0: the race. Oh, despicable action there by Rick Steiner taking out Saturn. Throws it back in and uh, surely this is it. Well, don't call me Shirley. It doesn't look like Saturn's
1: got a lot more left in him. But the amount of time Rick's taking to actually strike Perry, it gives Saturn enough time to recover and fully heal.
0: Rick Steiner looking into the crowd rather than focusing on Saturn.
1: German release. That's quite an impressive suplex. Into a cover. Only a two count.
0: Two. And Rick putting his hands on an
1: official, looking to strike him. Gets rolled up by Saturn, but Steiner immediately kicks out.
0: Ah, uh, Another Steiner line putting Saturn down. Rick Steiner looks like your mate's uncle's just come out of prison. Yeah, I just on time. His nose off. <laughs> yeah, fucking in there, didn't mind. Up the hammers. You got a beer there, son? Not the I mean, to me, I wouldn't say he's a professional athlete, but then again, I don't like Rick Steiner. I like the fans in attendance.
1: Who absolutely adore him.
0: Yeah, look at that one guy with a moustache and a crowd smiling. He's just smiling because of Nick Patrick.
1: Is Perry sat and tapping out, or is he swimming with no water? It looks like he's
0: swimming. He's doing a breaststroke.
1: Well, manages to claw his way to the bottom rope. Steiner refusing to break the hold. Eventually does, though.
0: Now, Saturn got the leg. That... Saturn's... Of course, Saturn's not in control of this match. Rick Steiner has the leg of Saturn. let going go back to that same submission that like he's been having in these past couple of minutes. Even
1: the fans are getting restless and booing it.
0: And the thing is, it's there's different type. There's a kind of negative booing, and there's kind of, you know, the proper kind of hill heat, heat. booing. These are the kind of fans that are watching this event and saying, I'm never paying for another fucking pay-per-view for WWE ever again. I'm never going to come to another live show. This has been god-awful. I mean, how long have we been watching it for now? Like a fucking hour? How much
1: is it to watch this on telly as well at this time?
0: Probably about
1: $30, $40. So $40, and you've been subjected to four of the worst matches you could ever imagine yeah
0: literally and like the kind of the matches you look forward to seeing or the people are like malenko lost saturn's on his way to losing this one but at least we've got hoke hogan versus sting
1: absolutely yeah a never before seen match
0: <laughs> and goldberg versus ddp
1: <clears throat> again
0: for a goldberg match i should be even more excited but i'm just not and Saturn now coming back into this. A couple of second rope, spring, second rope springboards.
1: Lovely suplex as well into the cover. No, just a two count.
0: Two. Saturn
1: trying to capitalise on it now. He knows it's not going to be <laughs> on top for long. And as you say that, Steiner capitalises and uh, turns Saturn inside out with a suplex of his own. Leg hook into cover. No, just a two count.
0: Two. Now Irish ripping Saturn. No. Farmer's carry. The Death Valley driver, can he get the cover? One, two, ah! Oh.
1: No, Steiner just managing to kick out. Ah! Oh. Could we be seeing the
0: Rings of Saturn up next? Saturn signals for it. Up, to finish him off again. No, Rick blocking it with a strike to the face. Now a powerbomb, oh, no. Upside down into the turnbuckle. Oh, oh! And now is Rick Steiner going to go for the deadly second rope bulldog. No, get top on... rope bulldog. No, leg gets kicked out by Saturn. Crutches Steiner on the top rope. Now Saturn going to go suplex. No, Rick fighting off. And Rick suplexing Saturn down. Now he comes off the top. With the bulldog. And that is all she wrote. Perry Saturn goes down. Thanks to Rick Steiner. Rick Steiner wins. The fans aren't happy. happy. I'm not happy. What are your thoughts on that match?
1: Atrocious. Rick Steiner didn't steal a single fucking thing. Everything they saying he hung him up on the top rope. That had put a man out for a week. Steiner managed to fucking come back, capitalise and get a victory from it. Like, what the fuck?
0: Well, Revolution are having a great night. Having lost to Brian Nobbs and Hugh Morris and now to Rick Steiner. Can Chris Benoit continue that tradition? I mean, your newest group about the future are are losing every match. I mean, what is the fucking point? Uh, and this is why, you know, they said fuck it in the end. It's been a horrible night. Can Mean Gene save us? Oh, he's got the Hulkster with him. Well, you know so, Mean Gene. So Hulk Hogan has sworn on his kids' lives that he will not stab Sting in the back. And of course you can trust Hogan Uh, at his word. He's got one of those faces. Old, wrinkly, past it. And Hogan's sick of the accusations. I mean, how dare they? How very dare they? He's going to make sure Sting's 190% ready. Yeah. Uh, uh, that is an actual figure. Fucking hell. He didn't just make that up. No. And he's fallen his kid's life again, so I believe him. Well, his word is bon and Mean Gene said, you know, that is right for the most part. Even Mean Gene looks a bit tired, you know. He's probably been watching the fucking action. Yeah. and Tony Schiavone just walking through with Mike today and Bobby and what we've seen, and the main event, because we've not spoken about it enough just yet.
1: It is literally just a full, complete undercard for a main event.
0: It's awful, isn't it? You know, like we have got WWE events, but this is, this is torture at the moment. Absolutely. We've not actually seen. Give us, give us something that we're going to enjoy. I've not seen a match that I'd score over three. It's just you know, Buff Bagwell's gone missing. and We might not have that big match coming up. So let's go and find Berlin now.
1: Ah, well oh, that's Russia. I
0: tell you, Berlin's lucky that he came from Berlin, isn't he?
1: Absolutely. It
0: might be a little Frankfurter. It could be Stuttgart. Hamburger. This is the wrestling debut of Berlin.
1: What was you saying about wrestlers from foreign countries coming in and definitely being baddies?
0: Yeah, there we go, Berlin. Well, we've seen Berlin before. We know him very well. Uh, But he's coming out with a wall as his personal security guard. And Berlin now, he might have a new attitude and look, but I'm sure once we see him in this new look... And the first man he wants to face was Buff Bagwell, but Buff Bagwell's not around, so who will answer the call? Has anybody tried to ring Judy Bagwell to see where Buff Bagwell actually is? Just leave her a message pin on an answer machine or something like that. What a
1: fucking
0: weird. Uh, but Hacksaw Dim... Hacksaw Dim Duggan. Hacksaw Dim Duggan is hey! coming out here right now. Hacksaw well, Jim Duggan. If
1: anyone is going to go against and defeat a German, it is going to be a man carrying Old Glory... Across his shoulder and a lump of wood in his hand. I mean, even
0: that big lump of 2x4 that he carries isn't as big as Berlin's wood. Right, doubt. And I see you've noticed who Berlin is now, but I can see you holding your wood in your hands as well. And not as impressive as uh, Jim, but we'll see in action now. see Berlin, can he step up to the All-American? It's the most excited you've been since Full Brawl has started. (laughs) Well, knowing the way that this card is going... Hacks or Jim Duggan is going to beat Berlin <laughs> in his debut we talk about making debuts a new character debuted would he be successful and Jim Duggan we talk about past it over the hill 80s wrestlers there's no way in hell he should be in WCW at this point as well but to his credit he's getting a huge chart though but more empty seats <laughs> well Jim Duggan goes to put uh, his
1: wood down and that brings Berlin out and attacks him from behind by the leaping drop kick
0: Berlin with a huge right hands but Irish wrecked reverse. I don't think this should be called fool, bro. it should be
1: past and present. <laughs> Let's team an eighties over the hill superstar with someone current day. But here's a twist. Let's have the over the hill person win. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, Berlin sent to the outside and that won't put him off. As far as character changes go though, this is a completely different look. Without well, a doubt, you know. And it's it's saying that he was, you know, known as Das Wonder Kid for so long. And they went with this and thought it would be successful. And um, didn't really work. But I think he's a great talent. I think it's he's, he's something that could have done a lot more With I think nowadays coming around, again, we talk about it, he would have, I think, had quite a bit of a success. Absolutely. He would have destroyed Jerry Ryan. Well, do you imagine something like Dragunov on NXT UK? Is someone like Alex Wright would have been, maybe. Yeah. Instead of having to be that kind of, you know, Das Monde kind of dancing or kind of like, oh, this is the kind of character we want you to be. Berlin from Berlin. Will you finish move the Berlin, Berlin Slam? It's quite funny that
1: uh, it's Berlin Wall. <laughs> yeah. They're going to get David Hasselhoff to come and sing on top of it.
0: <laughs> and now Duggan has taken control of Berlin. Got him up. Hey, don't see that move anymore. I haven't seen that move since the 80s. Yep. <laughs> the inverted, well, the, the
1: atomic drop. Double X handle smash as well. Hello. Oh. I and Duggan's thinking, yeah, he's thinking.
0: Yeah, seen. I've got them in the palm of my hands.
1: Let's give him a quick USA chart just to get him, just to make him happy. Oh, well, Duggan looking to duck, gets caught with a kick to the chin and a closed eye takedown. And gets his fingers stomped on by Berlin. got a very interesting haircut.
0: I like the sideburns. The sideburns that go nowhere. Yeah, I think that's like his career. I you like know? the V. In oh, his yeah, hair. I didn't notice that. Well, it, part of the reason they changed the cats is because they didn't want him wrestling just in trunks anymore. They want long trunks. They said it's too much of a distraction. Oh, yes. But, you know, you can see it. Oh, you can't miss it. He's not wearing knee pads. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's <laughs> wrapped around his leg. Well, the fast shot USA, but Berlin having none of it. Snapmare into the sleeper. Oh, I've got Campwell. Oh, and now please. and Duggan getting to his feet out of the submission. And back in Berlin up into the corner. Big shoulder blocks. Finally get some separation. Irish whip. Well, uh, I thought he was going to see the Mojo Rawley-inspired three-point stance. But luckily, Berlin, with a boot up, taking Duggan down. But well, Duggan ain't going to lay down for Berlin. He's full of American pride. And Berlin just trying to choke the life of the American maid, Jim Duggan. Uh-oh. He's dugging it up? I see, Dugging up. Oh, when he grabs Berlin front face lock. Now, this is actually turning to a kind of amateur wrestling match. Well, Duggan backing Berlin up to the ropes. Referee calling for a break. Clean break from between the two. That's Berlin showing Duggan a lot of respect. As loud as the crowd have been in any of the matches so far. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, now, him and Elbow tie-up. Berlin going to go-behind. Another snap there by Berlin. And this time... Oh, my God, he's looking to kill him. If he puts that leg over and he gets hit by the Alex Wright special... But Duggan is getting smothered at the moment. You do not want to be in between the legs of Alex Wright or well, Berlin.
1: luckily for... Uh... Duggan, Berlin, manoeuvred it to a sleeper hole. He said, no, you're not ready for the old cock jammer.
0: <laughs> well, I tell you that is the most deadliest finisher in professional wrestling.
1: You're slightly envious of Jim Duggan now, aren't you?
0: Well, uh, you know, Jim Duggan, you know, I don't usually like him, but he's been lucky in this match. And the power advantage obviously goes to Berlin as well. Now Berlin using the ropes for a bit of extra leverage with a side headlock. Uh, Duggan trying to get up to his feet. Again with that sleeper in Berlin, trying to put him to sleep. And the fans are definitely quiet down now as Duggan fights his way out with the forearms. Oh, uh, shit! By Duggan, back body drop. And Berlin's gone to the outside. Oh my god, and the wall there, moving those uh, mats on the outside. How thin are those mats, Dan? Those mats are just
1: wafer thin, mere millimeters thick. But it's preferable to being
0: take t- t- <laughs> rate. How did the referee not see that? Come on, he pretended that what a fly got in his way or something. He blinked. <laughs> Even the wall acted like, oh, hang on a minute. Right on the concrete. I think Berlin could have got the job done, but he's going to try again. Oh, right, well, Duggan can barely stand up. Oh, he's going to go for the net breaker. That's like a stunner. And thankfully this match is Thank over. Thank fuck for that. Berlin gets the win. With a reverse net breaker. Dan, what are your thoughts? <sighs> again.
1: Awful. I mean, you know, you've got someone like Berlin, he's got a kind of try and carry a former 80s wrestler through a match and trying to make it something entertaining and good. You know, it is, it's is—it's no
0: easy feat. Well, the sunglasses come on and Berlin means business beating a, a legend like Jim Duggan and how much more successful he have in a WCW. I'm going to go out on a limb and say none. But at least the younger guy won. <gasps> Bagwell's turned up. Well, Buff Bagwell's too late for his match. What reason does Buff have for being late, I wonder? I was doing all the blow in my hotel room before I actually came to the show. I think that's what he was saying. Like. My mum wouldn't let me out. I've got to finish that mountain of coat that I had. <laughs> uh, otherwise, exactly, my mum had to finish me off first. I don't know what Judy or Buff get up to. So I can't confirm or deny. But the fans still love Jim Duggan. And here comes Buff Bagwell. Hugs Duggan. who pushes him off. Wow. Well. Well, Buff Bagwell walks away. But up next, we've got the WWE Tag Team titles on the line. It's Harlem Heatley reunited. Harlem Heat Booker T and Steve Ray versus the West Texas Rednecks. The excitement is palpable. <laughs> this is two teams. This is why WWE Tag Team division is the strongest it's ever been. So well, James. At least there's one thing we can be sure of: this pay per view can't get any worse than it has. No, we've got Harlem Heat coming out. We love Booker T. The young and upcoming Booker T was doing well with the television title. And uh, and then they decided to put him back with Stevie Ray. But the black and white have gone. They are, they've are they gone now. NWI are no more. But again, Stevie Ray another one of those guys that I just don't like. I don't think he's a very good worker. I think Booker T is, is obviously the talent in that family. Can Stevie Ray prove me wrong in this match? Don't get me wrong. I think Harlem a great tag team. But Booker T, I think, deserves a lot more. Absolutely, yeah. Um, do you think Booker T is one of the only shot? Well,
1: one of the shining lights going through in the company. I mean, because you know we know what happens throughout the rest of this year with uh, a lot of its main talent leaving. Do you think Booker T is kind of like
0: the only shining light in WCW, or should he have jumped ship sooner? Uh, I think maybe jump ship sooner, but I think he did find a little. He's one of the only kind of success stories that they had. There were so many. That kind of departed or ended up wanting to leave, that he actually you know found this place. But I think Booker would have been a success, and we saw it in WWE anyway, because they completely knocked him down and then built him back up again, and he still had the fans by his side. So there's no doubt Booker would have found success kind of either way. But I mean, going against West Texas Rednecks, we've talked about tonight the kind of uh, the gimmicks in wrestling and these kind of Rednecks who are known for. being... I mean, this for WSW as a southern company is not a good storyline because it makes it look like these are the kind of people that are watching the show as well as not worldwide as Attitude Era is, if you know what I mean. Absolutely, yeah. Kurt Henning again is another guy who's passed it along with uh, Barry and Kendall Wyndham. So Kurt Henning, one of, you know, he was a naturally gifted wrestler back in his day. Now he's just donning a waist jacket, cowboy hat, and holding a cowbell. It is sad, isn't it? And Barry Wyndham. Again, a great talent. Never maybe had the look to be like a proper star, uh, but still quite a good worker. And, of course, in there with his um, Kendall Wyndham. Here we go. The W tag team titles on the line. Harlem Heat versus the West Texas Rednecks. And in WWF at the time, tag team t- champions, probably Rock and Sock connection. So, I mean, two different tag teams. But, again, the tag team division is saying that's been severely lacking in WSW over the past couple of years. I mean, the, the title didn't really exist even in 1998. So, to see it back... On pay per view, but again, it's just there's talent there, but it's just not the right matches, are they? Do you know what I mean? They're not just putting the right.
1: Absolutely not. No, they could have had a few throwaway squash matches, and they could have had a few very good big matches.
0: They've got the talent there; they're just not using it as it should be. There's one thing about Booker T. Is no doubt he's over with the WWE crowd. They appreciate his talent. Like I said, one of the few shining lights. But Kendall starts in there, and Booker T is a house of fire at the moment. Looking for a spinning heel kick, but Wyndham ducks underneath the bottom rope and gets out of the
1: way. Runs away from Booker T, lures him into the ring, and now he's, uh, I think, uh, heading
0: there with a bit of an assist, holding his leg down as Booker T was in the ring. Goes to the clothesline, and Booker T again, another one. Crowd to the feet this time, and he brings his brother Barry in. So it's brothers versus brothers. No brother, and Booker now... And Kurt Henning. <laughs> Jabs and a huge heel kick. It's a shame they're not matching outfits really the Harlem Heat, but still. Nah. I think Stevie's trying and Booker just said no I'm gonna wear what the outfit I wear at the moment. Well they've both got flames. So they've got the heat. And Stevie look just the way he punches and stuff, I just don't like. Well, I don't like it. Of course Windham's married into the rotundos as well. Barry taken down. Booker with the atomic drop and Kendall and a boot to Barry. Stevie Ray's getting fired up now. But Barry shuts him off. Now, Kendall tags in and Kurt helping out ringside. Talk about broken-down wrestlers like Steve, um, Shane Douglas earlier. They talk about Kurt Henning just, just can't go anymore and that's why he's basically a glorified manager. And his back's broken down and, you know, was it a success to be WWE For him, maybe the paycheck helped, but it just it wasn't right, was it? Nah. Know? Looking little
1: uh, Curtis is
0: watching at home. <laughs> but yeah, he, he should be around as uh, Kendall with the leg dropped to Stevie that's all right, that'll make you proud. Barry Wyndham with a DDT. And to Stevie Ray. So you say the Wyndhams are kind of married
1: into the Rotundas. So you've got Henning as someone who's
0: associated with the Rotundas, eh? Yeah, exactly. B-team. So the B-team have had history in the past. Wyndham with the elbow drop, though, onto Ray. Someone like their job is just quieting the crowd down as much as possible. You go, right, okay, yeah. you are making noise a minute Go Right, let's take Booker T completely out of the match.
1: Well, we could have some very, very good matches, but then we don't want to take the limelight from shining on Hogan's yeah, bald exactly. head.
0: You know, Hogan wants the main event. This is all just build
1: up for the Hogan match. Oh. Power slam by Stevie Ray, but Wyndham manages to get out of it rather simply.
0: Now he tags in Kendall and Booker gets a tag now. And Booker now with a huge right hand, taking out Kendall, taking out Barry. Irish whip to Kendall.
1: Oh, sidekick to the head. Sidewalk slam from Booker into the cover, but only a two count.
0: Two. Now, Booker trying to get the crowd by his side. Not too much,
1: though, because Hogan will be pissed off with of him backstage. Well, you know what, you know what Booker thinks of Hulk Hogan
0: anyway, so. Well, <laughs> he is. He's, he's certainly going to be coming for him, brother. Uh, we, we know that's about, but. As Booker T trying to take Kurt heading off, but Kendall tries to slow him down, no effect. And Booker T's just taken out the West Texas rednecks. And now a slight mistake as Barry and Kurt on the outside. Well, we all know that
1: the uh, 80s throwbacks are going to win this match. Well, the refere- it's kind of setting up a theme, isn't it, for <laughs> Hogan to retire on
0: tonight. We know the referee can't see this at the moment. Absolutely not, no, he might have a fly in his eye. I think about the Wyndhams, and the parents must have uh, changed their thinking somewhat with their kids' names, because, you know, first child Barry, Barry's quite a solid name, isn't it, you know, and Absolutely. then it's like, what should we do next for it, should we should we try saying Well, else? Barry
1: likes his Kendall, so should we call him Kendall?
0: Exactly. so Kendall, you know, you think, oh, that's quite a jazzy name, but Kendall and Barry, like, doesn't well, really Well, we're going to
1: have a son, we're going to call him Stephen, <laughs> or Stevie, <laughs> if you Steve, will. yeah. What's the next one? Well, Steve, he likes reading books.
0: Oh, he's a booker. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, to be fair, I didn't think about that. That's ridiculous, their names as well. What should we give him as a middle name? Well, he likes drinking coffee, so we call him T. T, yeah, just to annoy him. (laughs) Now, Kendall is working over
1: Booker T. Booker trying to fight his way back into this. Uh, A few elbows to the midsection, breaks the sleeper hold. Now, Booker's firing back as best he can. Uh, Oh, it's reversed. Duck's under a big boot attempt from... Barry. Uh Kendall.
0: The axe kid. I think Kendall went down a bit too soon with that, but Rooney And another spinner Rooney spin around by Barry Windham with a clothesline.
1: And Henning comes in with a punch to the head to Booker. Stevie trying to level the playing field. Stevie has not helped his brother at all in this match. And the referee was distracted throughout that tag, but yet it's a legal tag. And he gets thrown out to Kurt Henning and bounced off Barry Cade. And even though the referee was diving out of the ring Looking straight at Kurt Henning. He
0: missed him attacking Booker T. I'm going to start thinking Steve raising cahoots for the West Texas Rednecks soon. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, Booker T's just been beaten down. and Stevie has not helped the situation. Situation. And now it's Barry Windham who's got Booker T in trouble. And the spinning back suplex goes for the cover. But no, Booker managing to kick out.
1: Ah, it is awful. And
0: now Barry Windham putting Booker T up. Going to suplex him. Off the top. Oh. Well, good.
1: I was over into a cover. But Stevie Ray actually and doing some good whilst coming in. Well, the thing about these, the West Test, the Wyndham Brothers, especially, like this, the 80s throwbacks, that they don't sell for anyone. Do you think they're all backstage saying, yeah, these fucking young bucks, we ain't going to sell for them?
0: Uh, do you know, I think that's part of it. I think they look at the smaller guys and go, well, they're just cruiserweights, you know. And I think with Booker T, maybe they look at him and just think like, what's the point, but they're, they're selling ability as well. Like, you know, people like Steve Ray and Rick Steiner. It's just, it's all awful, isn't it? You know, so. well, you know you've know,
1: you seen them get hit, taken down, and then they just immediately back up again. You know, it's like as if they'd never been touched.
0: And now Booker gets sent into that top turnbuckle, and it's Kendall with their left hands. Irish whip. Booker manages to jump over, turn into a sunset flip attempt, pin... But Bay Windham up to break it. Now, Kendall with a front face lock. Booker backing him up in the corner. Stevie gets a tag. But, of course, the referee didn't see it. It's
1: definitely one tag the ref wouldn't see. (laughs) I mean, the Windham's tagged behind the referee's back and he didn't see it but allowed it. But when it happens to Harlem Heat,
0: it's a completely different way of reasoning. And now Bay Windham's got the sleeper on Booker T. And thanks to... um, Again, poor fish out. I like I said, the WWE officials are the worst in wrestling. And let me guess what's going to happen here. Kurt's going to try and get a cheap shot.
1: The referee was looking at him. The referee saw even pointed at Kurt Henning. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Stevie Ray, you best not come in. He was talking to Stevie Ray as the Wyndhams tagged, and yet it's allowed.
0: And now Kendall on the second rope.
1: I don't know about Stevie Ray being in K- West Texas rednecks. I think
0: the referee is. No, the referee's got paid a little bit. Stevie breaking up the count. I mean, this paper has the ability to make a 10-minute match feel like a half-hour contest. booking <laughs> out. Stopped by Kendall. I don't know. You know what I mean?
1: Absolutely. He gets the tag, but the referee was looking at Kurt. Uh, oh, not again. Again. A false tag. And Stevie's in, but he's not legal. Well, he hits the clotheslines. The referee just sitting back. And a clubbing blow for Kurt Henning as well for all his involvement in the match. And now Stevie's going to go for a flapjack. to a clothesline attempt from Kendall.
0: And now Booker T's out the ring. The referee's looking on. Kurt
1: Irish whip reversal. Cowbell to the back of the head.
0: We need more cowbell.
1: Stevie Ray wasn't the illegal man, and the referee was trying to get him out of the ring. Okay, right? Can we just remember this? As Barry, uh, as Kendall Windham goes
0: into a cover, but of course, referee can't see any of this. Booker T's still the illegal man. He comes off the top. This old chop kick. One, two, three. And Harlem Heat are nine times WSW Tag Team Champions. And finally, the good prevail. Yes! Well, there we go. Dan, what are your thoughts on that match? The Wyndhams
1: were awful. I think, again, you know, they're throwback wrestlers that shouldn't even be around. Selling's terrible. Stevie Ray, you know, he was quite harmless in this match, to be fair. Um, but I'm just glad that the right team actually won the match.
0: Yeah, I mean, Booker's kind of the most talented guy. Of that group then, I think it's shone through with that. Like to said, Harlem Heat, again, nine-time Tag Team Champions. What an accomplishment it is for the, these brothers who beat the other team. And hopefully... Well, is this the end for West Texas Rednecks? Oh, I fucking hope so. <laughs> we'll see what happens when it comes to the Tag Team Division. Of course, it'll be Harlem Heat versus uh, Nobs and Morris probably at the next paper. Absolutely,
1: year. yes. Nobs and Morris with a victory.
0: Oh, my God. But up next, US title match. Chris Benoit... That's Sid Vicious. They give us Saint good, and then they give us Saint Sid.
1: I mean, Booker T, the man who shot out in, this, uh, in that last match, and Chris Benoit, I mean, they had a very, very good best of seven series. And, you know, you could have had something that kind of preempted that. But no, we get Harlem Heat versus the Windhams, <laughs> and Sid versus Benoit.
0: Well, let's not forget, Benoit won the US title by defeating David Flair for it on Nitro uh, and he's held it on for a, at least a month now and Sid has gone 76-0 and 0. he's known as the Millennium Man and he says he's undefeated even though we have seen Sid lose in matches since then he is still undefeated and by god WSW is sticking to it will he beat Benoit here tonight well look how the show's gone so far but let's hope oh god Sid's going to be so slow isn't he let's hope Benoit does something well, the Revolution have had a strong night, though Shane Douglas and Post Saturn losing to Hugh Morris and to. I think it's <laughs> the only Nobbs. time we've seen Hugh Morris and Brian Nobbs actually win yeah. a match. Post Saturn of Revolution lost to, of course, Rick Steiner, and now Chris Benoit in action. How to treat your face teams? Are he's seventy nine and zero at the moment? Ah, oh. well, what kind of morons do you think were fans of Sid Vicious? I really don't know. I honestly have no idea who, what, what people saw. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know he's big, but really, I just don't. I don't really get it. But we had, uh, but we had a chance earlier to speak to um, Sid, didn't we? And we asked him a couple of questions, Dan. And uh, do you want to play the interview for us?
1: I am Sid Vicious, and I am the ruler.
0: <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> You're the ruler. Ah. Of the but, world. <laughs> of the world, well. alright. Let's hope you do well later tonight. So that was early on today, and of course, you know, Sid's very excited about his effort. Glad he talked so much, and a millennium man. I mean, What
1: did Benoit have to say about this match? James, I heard you interviewed him earlier.
0: He said, hey, buddy, where's that all that been? <laughs> I could have either done that, or the other one. So I'm quite lucky. But I mean, is Sid Vicious a guy that should be around this time? No. Name me three things wrong with him.
1: Everything he says, everything he does, and everything he is.
0: <laughs> well, if he had half the brain that you did, or whatever Sid said, we'll see some of the classic Sid quotes. But here comes Chris Benoit, another young, up-and-coming guy. And let's face it, he's not getting out of here as US champion, is he? the sign says Revolution Rules behind it. I think that just says it all about WCW right now. So here we go. We're going to get Sid versus Benoit. And I can't have a colour now we tie up to start, and Benoit backing Sid up into the corner. You would think the power falls with Sid, and Benoit's got everything else. So would one thing this match kind of help elevate
1: Benoit? I mean, you know, Sid's been kind of dabbling with the upper level upper car for a
0: little while now. He's going against Benoit. Is that Benoit's favour, or is it in uh, Sid's favour? I think if you believe. What WWE says as well about, you know, just being in the ring with a star like that. Look at Sid at this point in time, you know, former WF and WWE champion. Uh, going against someone like Benoit, like I said, Benoit didn't even hold a title during his whole run. US title's his first single championship that he's been able to win. So in association, it would be, but Benoit's going to have to do all the heavy lifting in this one against Sid, isn't he? That's oh, absolutely, yeah.
1: And uh, Benoit doesn't kind of go into a match like half speed either. He's... No fully finger on the pulse. so is he going to have to kind of adapt to what Sid brings because like Sid is the more senior wrestler in this match
0: yeah I think that's definitely the case I think we've seen with the older guys they just they're, they're not trying as hard as the younger ones and then that offsets it you talk about selling problems as well you know Sid was never a great wrestler but if he had a good match and come along his level it would be Benoit but then we've kind of thought that off through every other single match like you know past versus
1: future, so to speak, mm. and it's it's kind of not lived up to the hype.
0: <laughs> no, but it, again, it's nice that there's a bit of direction in WSW, isn't there? You know, it's not just matches thrown for no case. It, it, they are trying to set out like, oh, it's, it's the young versus old, but they're not doing it right.
1: Would you have been more invested in this match if it was kind of like a 2001 Survivor or, or Invasion kind of angle, where you have got the new versus the old, all the new have kind of banded together and they're sick of the old. They're kind of like... Doing what, you know, their generation of a shoot would be, yeah. you know, and saying, look, you know, we're sick of you getting all the opportunities. Us new lads want a chance to kind of take things over and that. And, you know, I know the main event kind of won't be along them lines,
0: but every other match kind of is. This is the thing, and, and, and weirdly enough, in Hogan's eyes, Sting is probably a younger, is a young, much younger guy than he is. And he's probably seen him as a guy like, oh, you know, I can give, give you a shot, you know, become nine-time champion. Things a little bit kind of weird. Like that It's just they never had faith and the other guys were so protected in their spots they were never allowed, never allowed to kind of touch that main event. You know, this is the closest Benoit would get until they they later on in his time. But it's kind of... It's WCW's own fault that they gave the other guys too much power.
1: Well, you know, you can kind of see the undoing of WCW, you know, like as as you break it down, you know, with... Sid, Brian Nobbs, uh, the Windhams, Rick Steiner, you know, and all of these lot, It's they're wrestlers
0: that shouldn't even be here, but they are because of who they know or who they used to be. Yeah. And also, you know, I would talk about the invasion, what happened afterwards, the people that actually had another shot in WWE, the people we've just listed, were never offered a chance because they weren't good enough to cut it, you know, it's as simple as that. So, this is the interesting thing we're seeing. And someone like Benoit, had a chance, you know, what about Benoit versus the Goldberg match? You know, that that would have been something completely different, wouldn't it, you know? That would have been quite lush, actually. But Benoit, who's uh, been getting thrown about by Sid, his legs, same size on the canvas. But the eye rake, classic, early 90s, 80s throwback move. And that's what you want to hear as a babyface, for the fans to be chewing gold to Sid, (laughs) rather than your own name. It's obviously going that way with him, the streak and everything like this. But again, Sidney's not the right man to be going against Goldberg. Oh, no. Absolutely not. Or to be brought back and squashed by Goldberg and then moved on. There's, there's no doubt. this. You know, a, a, Hogan versus Sting match is fine, but it shouldn't be for the WWE World Heavyweight title at this point.
1: No, absolutely not. There's a lot more deserving. We've seen through the card, I've seen about five or six more deserving people to be having a title run then. You know, Goldberg versus, uh, not sorry, Sting versus Hogan. And Sid looks absolutely shattered already, even though he's been worked on. But Benoit looks like he's actually been in a match. He dodges the oncoming Sid, though. Sid is just, he even falls slowly.
0: I just, you know, like, when someone just doesn't get it, and Sid. Just doesn't. Nah, and his leg gets caught at the ring post. Oh, wow. That's
1: very vicious by Benoit, he had Sid's. Leg in between the ring post and the steel steps and just running kicks the steel stairs. I mean, I don't think Sid could have a worse leg injury than that during a wrestling match. No, no, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think
0: ever. And Ben Meyer now is going to do it again,
1: the referee's discretion. Ben Meyer, you can see he's actually trying his best to get a decent match out of this. You know, he's doing what every smaller guy would do against a bigger opponent, trying to take down legs, you know, just doing everything he can, but... I don't know, Sid's just not playing the game. Mm.
0: But it's even like he's just kind of his look and kind of the Crippler gimmick and the, the, the outfit he just looks like a star as well, you know. Yeah, he's a little bit smaller than the average guy, but it's still stuff he can do. And look at that! But that Sid, who's just had his leg worked on for a, a couple of very hard shots, has just plucked
1: Benoit out the sky and j- just hurt him. But Benoit manages to turn it round a lovely German suplex, and the fans get on their feet for that one. Now Benoit's going to try it again. Sid so trying with a back elbow, but Benoit ducking it. But now Sid going for the knees to the gut. Now Benoit off the ropes, trying to go for a crucifix. But Sid just too powerful, even with a what should be damaged leg. Finally realised that
0: his leg's been working over and struggles to get up to his feet. Or is that just Sid being slow? I think just Sid, just his normal speed. And Benoit's tried his best. This match should this have not been too bad, actually. And now Sid's going to try his best. <laughs> Picking Benoit up.
1: Oh, and now Sid gets in a sleeper hold.
0: The old Cobra
1: clutching and Benoit might be fading. Oh, and he turns it into kind of like
0: a an Niran Sid into a cover, but Benoit managing to kick out. Oh. And Sid might have underestimated Chris Benoit. You now it's working over the right hands. Now Sid the sloth. <laughs> uh, I, honestly, I... I you know we talk about Pete Dunne. Like, I've never seen a Pete Dunne that I've not liked. I don't think I've watched a Sid match that I've enjoyed. And I really, like. T- well, there might be one or two like Shawn sure, Michaels or Bret Hart, but it's just the shit. You know. <laughs> Who would you rather watch five matches of Mojo or Sid? Oh, Sid, but still. So you rate Sid higher than Mojo? Mojo's the worst I've ever seen, and now Sid <laughs> with a double knees down. And the fans just more interested in what's happening in the crowd than anything else. Because you can look away for five minutes and not actually miss a thing when Sid's in
1: offence. This match has been going on for about 10 minutes and it feels like it's been going on for about 45. There's only
0: two minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the opposite of Aerosmith. I do want to miss. And now Benoit's got Sid again going for the German. Sid missed for the elbow. Benoit just on the attack. Benoit thrown into the corner by Vicious but managing to get the feet up and again
1: going down to the knee. Dropping Sid to the mat, looking to get a cross face locked in. There
0: he goes tapping. Well, there was an obvious tap out there, but and again, bleach blonde. But wasn't Charles holding up
1: like the Sid vicious sign for him, like saying he's seventy six and O or whatever it is? And now Sid's
0: back to his feet. No, Benoit drops into the mat, but his foot hooked over the bottom rope. Oh, I don't get think. I think with Charles Robson, I never got over um Mini Nature. I think he should have carried on with ref- I think that would yeah. be great. But rope break and Sid is on his knees and Benoit can feel this now. Benoit kicking him down.
1: Vicious is on his back on the mat and looks like Benoit's going to go flying from the top. Looking for that diving headbutt. No way Vic- Benoit hits
0: nothing but mat. And the fans definitely not happy with Sid all this match. And now Sid's got him in position. This could be the end. Uh, Huge powerbomb from Sid. And there you go, free count and your new United States champion. And 80 and O. Sid Vicious. Dan,
1: what are your thoughts on that match? Uh the wrong person one hundred percent won. That is it. It was probably one of the worst Benoit matches I've seen thought of Benoit.
0: It was nah. I mean WSW's big plan is to pit Sid versus Goldberg. But you've got a horrible feeling the well. Sid's going to be involved in the world title with Hogan. He's now United States Championship. So, this title that, you know, the guy's worked all his career to get just been taken out by a powerbomb by Sid. And is this the man for the new man? Benoit tried his best. Nothing else he could do, is there?
1: No. You know, Benoit, I think he gave a very good performance. You know, it's you could definitely tell which one was phoning it in and which one was trying. And. <sighs> It is just diabolical. And who in the back thought, yeah, this Sid's a good man. He's he's a
0: good worker. He's definitely one for the future. That's the one we're going to put Goldberg against. And speaking of Goldberg, Lowy, he's going to be in action next against DDP. And uh, this has the makings of a good match. But again, WSW is just doing the same things and just failing each and every time.
1: Absolutely, yeah. We've got, I don't know, with Goldberg and DDP, they're both... Relative new guys, I think, you know, obviously Goldberg's the newer new guy.
0: Well, DDP took Goldberg to his uh, limits. Goldberg's been in in, like, you know, three or four different feuds. And now Page has finally called him out.
1: But again, with, with the likes of DDP, he was so over as a face, just like Rusev Day. And they're like, what can we do? Oh, let's end it. Let's just turn him heel and just completely fuck it over.
0: Well, again, it's the guys who are faces on top, like Hogan we're getting worried about it and say, wait a minute, let's put Paige back in this and let's push, you know, these these other guys still that we want to do. It's like Goldberg's just been doing nothing these past couple of months but feuding with different people never having matches. It's like Kevin Nash, the whole Kevin Nash, Rick Steiner did vicious thing and now it's just moved on to this.
1: Yeah. Oh, well. No one has logic like WCW. I think it's on
0: well like I said Paige was usually over had the great match with uh, Matcha Man Randy Savage that we saw on the podcast as well and also the diamond cutter uh, is, is one of the best moves in wrestling so it's, you know DDP has a lot to offer but with WRF they're to blame as well how they handled him when he first joined them as well
1: absolutely yeah um, you know turning him into a stalker and
0: just completely fucking over from there really wasn't it Yeah, the page that we know... Well, we knew here definitely got hurt in the next few years. But The funny thing about Goldberg versus DDP, based on Halloween Havoc, but because Hogan the Warrior went so long, the pay-per-view feed cut out, and the money for the the fans, and play it next night at Nitro for free. So, they, they fucked that as well. Absolutely, yeah. But here comes Goldberg, and they've put the theme over the Megadeth one, which is a shame. And he is the... Is he the only... Great thing about WSW left. I mean, we talk about the mid-card talent and everything like this. Is he the last kind of major star they've got? Major star they've got? I would say he is the last
1: main eventer that they've got. You know, they've obviously mid-card, whether they choose to use them or just fucking fuck him over completely. It's a different matter. But, you know, with Goldberg, he's the last good thing that they've got. It's kind of like, you know, we're resting the company on your huge traps. <laughs>
0: Or he comes out with the uh, security with the police officers by his side. So do you understand why I'm such a big fan of Goldberg from this era? Goldberg it, it in this era. We talk about would he work twenty years later? I don't know if fans would buy into a streak that much. But a man with such intensity, it's incredible. WCB didn't just go. Well, put well the title I think on him. fans would
1: buy into a streak that much. Come on, Oscar.
0: Yeah, but I'm talking about someone like Goldberg. We we talk about someone like. This is not a slight, Goldberg, but Goldberg's and uh, Sid Vicious' wrestling abilities are a lot closer than maybe other people on the roster. And it, and get people to do most of the work, it would then people might, you know, we talk about the internet wrestling community might moan about, oh my guys had to bounce around for your guys. So you know, we see the sort of Ziggler when when Goldberg came back. But that's so. the thing with that's
1: the m- huge difference between Goldberg and Sid. With Goldberg. They know his weaknesses, so they get the match over and done with quickly. With Sid, the match might be over quick to about 15 minutes.
0: But it's interesting to see Goldberg, you know, especially the past couple of years, and WSW not using him right. You talk about, you know, a, aside from the streak, since then his handling's been awful, you know. He never got his comeuppance against... Ke- uh, he never got to get even with Kevin Nash, did he, you know. So no. therein lies the problem mm-hmm. with it. Um, don't get me wrong, Goldberg versus Hulk Hogan, I would watch. You know what I mean? Again, like, the Red and Yellow versus Goldberg. Build it up to Starcade, but they never had that idea.
1: Because Goldberg didn't want to go down to... Because uh, Ho- Hogan didn't want to go down to Goldberg. Because
0: you knew the fans
1: would support Goldberg over him. You know? yeah. Goldberg, like I said, is the most popular guy. Hogan has to be the best, the loudest cheered in the match. You know, unless he's a hill and he's doing it for the right reasons,
0: then, yeah, he has to be... The main one. The most reason people watching are, you know, due to Goldberg. That's, that's the main thing. And DDP now get three. Finding a silver chain in his upon his person. And he pushed
1: referee in. looks like all those coins. Got he those. had a roll of coins, a roll of quarters in his hands So hurt with the punches. Tries turn off on Goldberg, but Goldberg's having
0: none of it. Punches him so hard he falls out the ring. And DDP now is going to try and take a second. I did take Goldberg to the limit at Havoc. But well, that was a long time ago. Well, you know this Goldberg chant isn't piped in. <laughs> <laughs> and the fans definitely behind him as DDP now. Going to try and go toe-to-toe with Goldberg.
1: Looking at this whole card, though, there is so much possibilities you could have had for some fucking great matches.
0: Without a doubt. And yet, yeah, it's WWE. I don't know if they're worried or, you know, whatever. Just they're repeating the same thing that we've seen and the same results, you know? Yeah. They're never moving forward. Well, Hogan's probably in about like, trust me, brother. They wanna see me. Exactly. They wanna see me winning in the main event. Everybody wants to see that, but that is the main story like W C W at the moment, like can you trust Hulk Hogan? Can WCW trust Hulk Hogan? Just put the company on my shoulders, bro. And Goldberg's not been in WCW for two years yet. No. So can Page get
1: a better than normal match out of Goldberg? You know, a more competitive better match, or can he is he not that able, I don't know. Is What do you think of Paige carry matches?
0: I think Paige ain't too bad. I think he's a viable hand. I, I don't think he's like kind of top-tier worker. But like I say, he's a dependable talent. And when you've got that, especially with someone like Goldberg maybe needs that in his matches, you know, Paige page could definitely do it. I think Paige's <laughs> problem was the character's great. It was just his age caught up with him. On page grabs a mic. Says, you better shut the hell up chanting for Goldberg or I'm out of here. And that
1: just brings the fans into Chalberg a lot more. So Page jumping over Barry Cade. Goldberg following him quite closely though. Now they're fighting in the fans. Page always said he was the people's champion. Now he's getting beaten up in front of his former people. As Goldberg
0: throws him back over Barry Cade. Well as Goldberg comes back in. Page had him scouted. Double X smash and now trying to take the big man down. Irish whip reversed. Goldberg looking to power him up onto his shoulder but Page with the backside looking for the diamond cutter but Goldberg pushes it off.
1: Oh. Goldberg's successful this time though, getting Page on his shoulder and just slamming him down to the canvas. And it is just raw power being able to pick up Page, found like a rag doll. Oh, but Page while jabbing the referee in the eye, low blows Goldberg, reaches into his pants to grab a set of knucks. <laughs> knocks Goldberg out.
0: And Now he's taunting the crowd and he's got Goldberg right where he wants him. And he's calling for the diamond cutter. And Page just kicking Goldberg's head and choking him out with his foot across the throat. And if I was diamond Dad's page, I wouldn't be fucking touring. I'd be hitting diamond cut on Goldberg as soon as possible. And, and then probably hitting another two after that, just yeah. to make sure. You know, it'd just get him down, get the job done with Goldberg. At the moment, I think he's only lost maybe once or twice. Debut, I don't know, maybe even one time. But still a bit
1: dazed from that knuckle shot to the head. but slowly trying to recover. Goldberg fighting out with some punches to the midsection though, as page was taking too long.
0: Now distracting the referee, going into his Trunks, and again, shot to the face, and Page has got Goldberg down. Hits the elbow, goes to the cover. But Goldberg managing to kick out. Oh.
1: Or is this Page thinking he's already got this one and being a bit too cocky? Is that, you know, kind of the thing that's
0: slowing him down? I think this, I definitely think this is a different Page to what we saw against Goldberg last time out. He definitely uh, backs his abilities. But I think he's going to come back to haunt him.
1: Page with his feet on the top right, getting some extra leverage on that
0: headlock. And now Page using the ropes. And the referees, like I said, they are fucking awful in WCW.
1: Absolutely.
0: Well, Goldberg's hands dropped once. It's dropped
1: twice. One more. And Page has got this victory in the bag. No. Goldberg managing to fight back into this. He won't go down easy. And the fans desperate for him to get to his feet. Elbows to the midsection. But now a clubbing blow to the back of the head. Oh, now Goldberg's pissed off. Goes for a shot to the head, but Goldberg blocks it. Fires off with a few huge rights of his own. Followed by a big boot. And look how happy the fans are. Finally, up on their feet. The fans are too happy. They're taking away Goldberg uh, Hogan's happiness. We're going <laughs> to have to have Goldberg lose. <coughs> oh, my God. Now Goldberg looking for a hip-lock takedown, but DDP turns it around into a lovely DDT. No, but Goldberg managing to get shot up at two. Two! Even though his foot was under the bottom rope, but we just ignore that. And yeah, now what's Paige doing? Looking for a spear, but Goldberg catches him with double underhook. Lovely suplex.
0: Goes for the cover, but no, Page manages to kick out. Uh, and now here comes Canyon and Bam Bam. The rest of the jersey triad. Well, Goldberg doesn't need any friends, but Canyon's up. Smashing a plate over Goldberg's head, I believe. Rock bottom. Page into the cover. No, Goldberg managing to kick out. Ah, And Goldberg won't go down easy. And Page get the referee's face. And here comes Canyon and Bam Bam. Because the referee definitely can't see that. Goldberg takes them
1: both down, though. Double close on Page. Page gets speared. And what happens after the spear? Uh, Goldberg's busted open. Well, he's just hit the spear.
0: Well, James is going to jack him up and hammer him down. <laughs> And Goldberg beats Diamond Dallas Page. And that's how you book a guy strongly, Bill Goldberg. Dan, what are your thoughts on that match? Absolutely.
1: It's probably been the best match of the night so far. And it was probably one of the shortest. It's, You know, it's how you book someone. If, he, you know, Page knew he wasn't going he had a couple of shots with the brass knucks. That didn't work out. He had, you know, his help come down and hit him. That still didn't work out. And Goldberg still comes out on top in emphatic fashion as well.
0: Without a shadow of a doubt. Like I said, it is the best match of the night. And Goldberg celebrates and uh, we'll see what they do next with him. But like I said, right result. So, just like, you know, going on to
1: Sid's kind of... For the last little while. Would I be correct in saying that Goldberg must have won more matches in that time than Sid has? Without <laughs> defeat. Yeah, exactly, but they're not a big count and you know, because like if he has only literally lost since the taser incident, yeah, which he, is the last one of my recogni- recognition, then he must be on like
0: a hundred and five or a hundred and thirty. Like, yeah, like I said, he's he's been undefeated since losing. But a lot can I don't know why a lot can't. And I don't think Sid is beating eighty people either. But obviously they're leading towards that. Or at least you know it'll be three hundred
1: and seventy and one. Which is still a fucking impressive record. exactly,
0: (coughs) exactly. But anywho... We've only got one match left, and uh, what a match it should be. Because can we trust Hulk Hogan? Can we trust Sting? Yeah, can we trust Lex Luger? Can we trust Charles Robinson? Can we trust WCW? No. (laughs) I don't think we can. But That's what the main event is all about.
1: That's what this whole pay-per-view has pretty much been about. I mean... Again, you know, going back to the Goldberg match, that was a match with a bit of meaning. But that has been kind of like the only match
0: of the night with a good bit of meaning. I think we can quite safely say that is going to be our match of the night. But I think I worry for this pay per views rating in the end because unless this delivers something special, then uh, I think it's going to be in serious trouble. Well, we've seen a lot of drama going throughout this
1: match. We've seen uh, Sting getting attacked. Hogan blaming Luger, Luger blaming Hogan,
0: you know. Hogan meeting up with people like Bret Hart and uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, so we <laughs> joke Hogan. Hogan standing by white hammer. Exactly, and white hammer, we don't even know who did that yet. So it's all been these kind of questions, but at least we've got Michael Buffer, at least he's been paid. Indeed, you know. he's been paid probably more than
1: Goldberg has for this <laughs> pay-per-view. We could keep Chris Jericho, but wouldn't we rather use his wage... I'm getting Michael Buffer to announce the pay-per-view main event every month. I said... uh...
0: So Sting's eerie music plays. Can he become nine-time champion here tonight? Much like Harlem Heat did early on.
1: Well, we've got two Stings in the crowd. We've got an old-school Sting and we've got a new-school Sting.
0: But with our Sting now, I wouldn't trust anybody.
1: No, we've already got that one Frostin.
0: Okay, I would just trust myself. That'll work. The biggest match WWE can put on at the moment Sting versus Hulk Hogan.
1: With all the talent that they've got in their roster, Sting versus Hogan is what we get.
0: I think Nash lost a match for Hogan, so he had to retire. As for he he's experiencing his problems with his, what do they call it? Demons. His demons. Okay, drugs. Well, right. he's off his fucking tits at the moment. The old drug demon. Woo! <laughs> with Sting is here. <laughs> <laughs> Where... Flair was president and he's left to go with Piper somewhere and they've been really quiet recently as well.
1: Got their own demons. Yeah, they're, they're
0: doing their own stuff. Myrtle
1: Beach. Myrtle
0: Beach. Same with Macho Man as well. He's he's kind of, you know.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm going to find the nearest tree and I'm going to hit it. And Scott
0: Steiner. Right. They were on a big fucking Luke-sized binge. Massive bender. I thought they were on. The no, Lenny. <laughs> and
1: Lenny were on the card tonight. Lodi and Lenny were on the card tonight. Well, oh, massive benders. Well here
0: comes the red and yellow of Hulk Hogan. And he's made in the US of A. Did you see that they actually blanked out a WWF
1: world's worst federation? Yeah. Or worst
0: wrestling federation. Isn't that hilarious that they're not allowed to show WWF in any fashion? And the fans who erupted when they first saw Hogan are now, you know, still happy to see him, but we've had this for at this point in time nearly Twenty years now, yeah, yeah. People mind about John Cena. Hogan was fifteen years, and he got paid twenty-five percent of the pay-per-view profits as well. Were <laughs> <laughs> really you hot? Twenty-five percent was in Hulk Hogan's pocket. Well, I'd say at least
1: seventy-five percent of the credit due to the success of the pay-per-view was down to Hogan. Yeah, well,
0: <laughs> <laughs> back in the you know back in '94, maybe, but nowadays. I mean, it's incredible to think Hogan. And people say, well, yeah, it's just WSW. No, look what he did with Vincent Mann as well. You know, there was definitely something Hogan could do that maybe no other wrestler could do. And that's get the best deal possible for himself. And that's not knock you Hogan. think Do you think
1: he had pictures of... Eric Bischoff and see. Vince McMahon in very compromising permit, p- positions.
0: I don't know. I'm I'm not knocking. People might think this is a knock at Hulk Hogan, but to get in that position because Vince McMahon is known to you. Well, have it it can't be a moving. knock. It is just a fucking pure stroke of genius. Yeah, exactly. Hogan is just you know, he knows exactly. You know, he never really puts a foot wrong when it comes to that. He always comes that smell of roses. Even the most recent scandal coming through.
1: What, when he was being extremely racist? Yes.
0: And yet still
1: not on camera as well.
0: Oh, he has a sex tape. Yeah. But you never, ever want to see that again.
1: I kind of curiously though, again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and here comes Bret Hart. For
1: no apparent reason, Is was, will be. <clears throat> is that the same Bret Hart that refused to drop the title to Hogan at WrestleMania 9?
0: Yeah, Hogan was horrible to Bret. He wanted a match at SummerSlam and he never got it. So, Brett, yeah, Brett is literally just out here to say hello to the both of them and fuck off again.
1: And they both had really dodgy matches with Shawn Michaels as well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, Brett is gone so now it's going to be Sting and Hogan and what it's all about. The red and yellow versus the black and white. If only Hogan's colours was red and black it would
1: have been the Wolfpack versus the NWO. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not going there anymore. No
0: well, the fans so excited by this mammoth encounter.
1: Hogan doing a few laps of Sting. Get himself worked up for this. Fucking hell, Hogan's bald underneath that bandana. It shocks me every no. time.
0: Well, look at this test of strength and neither man getting on top at the moment. Uh,
1: both men rolling around the ring ropes, trying to tie up. Referee's doing the best he can to kind of get between them and separate them. Finally gets these two, beh- but Hogan goes straight back to shoving. And they did say, once the bell rings, it is all about business and not friendship.
0: Well, Hogan swore on his family that he sting. He's not going to stab in the back, but he did say he's going to kick his ass. And it means about being the champion. Hogan's serious, brother. What you going to do, Sting? Woo! (laughs) Woo! Woo! -woo! Or Hogan, his finger up, Sting saying, don't point at me. Do you know what? I'm Sting. I'm Sting, brother. And Hogan's like, oh, sorry, I I forgot. I didn't know you were Sting. And the Sting's like, woo! There we go. Another test of strength. Hogan rolling down into a pin, but very
1: far too close to the ropes. And Sting's grabbing on the bottom rope. Not even a count made there. And
0: senior official Nick Patrick is going to call a middle, even though he used to be associated with Hulk Hogan and the NWO.
1: He was the NWO
0: referee. Hogan attacking the left arm of
1: Sting, wrenching it round. Sting managing to reverse it. Because em- what else would
0: we want in a match? And the empty seats there means that the people saw Goldberg and went home. Indeed, yes. But this is the match that the pay-per-view has been about and built up to.
1: None of these other matches mattered or... Was relevant in any way whatsoever.
0: And now both men just reversing each other and even getting on top.
1: Oh, you know what this pay per view is missing? Conan. <laughs>
0: yeah, where is Conan? And Hogan there with a bit of wrestling, drop toe hold onto Sting. Needs to break though. Now both men just stare at each other. Now both men another test of strength. Hogan comes out on top, going to go behind. Sting reverses again. Oh, Hammerlock locked in, but Hogan straight over to This is just a puzzle at the moment, both men. Matching each other. Hogan got
1: Sting backed up into the corner, laying a few knees, and then a few huge punches and chops. Punch and chop combo. Right. Irish rips him to the opposite <laughs> corner. Follows that up with a closed line.
0: I mean, Hogan just doesn't change for anybody, does he? You know, like, Absolutely. he's just like, right, right, let's do what we normally do. Hogan stand.
1: starts out on top for that majority of the match. The other person gets in charge. Hogan hulks up. Comes back, gets the victory, leg drop, one, two, three, done. A
0: couple of slams, a couple of back rakes. No, that's Hill Hogan. But Hogan will still do this. Hogan will go for the eyes of Sting at some point in this match. And Sting now with a slam and elbow drop. And I would say the fans are cheering Sting a little bit more at the moment. Hogan doesn't like that. Now again, test of strength. Don't know which way it's going to go. Hogan may have the advantage.
1: Well, a knee to the midsection, Hogan does gain advantage of that. Looks over Sting's left arm again. Twists it round and drops a few elbows to, the el- to Sting's elbow. <clears throat> Hogan suplex. The Sting bounces straight up back to his feet. Hogan hasn't realised that. And you see the shock on his face as he turns round. The Sting gives him a...
0: And now Sting is looking to go in the attack on Hogan. Sting going to lay the ten punches to the big bull bunts of Hogan. Well, he back backed up in the corner. Irish trip by Sting in the clothesline, taking Hogan down.
1: To the cover. Two. No, Hogan managing to kick out. Oh.
0: Uh-huh.
1: A hoaxer rolling to the outside, trying to give himself a bit of a breather. Grabs a leg of Sting, drags him to the outside alongside him.
0: Oh, look, right. here yeah, yeah, Hogan.
1: <laughs> yeah, all right. I'll give it, yeah.
0: He just can't help himself. He's only <laughs> got, like, the ten moves, so he can't really, you know, do much else.
1: Oh, yeah. He hasn't pulled out the finger poke of doom for a while, though. Hogan Irish stings Sting to Barry Cade.
0: Hogan from behind just looks like an old man. I mean, I had a go at Brian Knobs earlier, but it's the same with Hulk Hogan. Now, Hogan being a bit daring, hitting an elbow drop on the outside.
1: That's uncharted territory for the Hulkster. And he
0: got up those hips, his hips held for him. His legs aren't as braced as they turn out to be as well. Oh. Yeah, at the moment, Hogan's in great shape. <laughs> and Sting now getting advantage back on Hogan.
1: Sting drops Hogan throat right first against Barry Cade. It is quite amazing though that you know, with Sting and that, how bad he was towards the
0: end of his career, even though he didn't take too many risks, career. He he still had a long, like I said, he had as long as the Undertaker did, long career, and and kept himself a great. Shirt. The only shame is when he went finally went to WWE. That's when he suffered the kind of fucking career-ending yeah. injury. So, like I said, I think Sting is very underrated as well in what he did, and sometimes it hurts him because you know WWE don't admit that Sting was such a. A great guy when it was for other companies, you know. So I think therein lies a the problem with that.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And you know, if Sting had come across two thousand and one, there would have been some fucking legendary matches. Him versus Undertaker is one that stands yeah. out. I know WWE have teased it was it late last year or was it earlier this year? Late
0: I think, bit of both, I think you know, I think that match we might still see at some point. I know. I don't want to say. Oh, I've, I just, you know, but is it amazing now how much wrestling has changed in twenty years? When you talk about the style in ring of what we got, I mean, we would never have anything like this nowadays, would we?
1: Absolutely not. No.
0: I mean, the stuff is so, you know, maybe and but it's not as as bad as kind of what we're seeing. You want to watch your fucking mouth. I'm just you? talking about with the sleepers. You know what I mean? When they kind of, you always got to have like a five minute sleep in the match.
1: To help the other person rest because they've got to go against Randy Orton. I'll
0: just talk about the kind of, you know, level, general level. You know, Hogan's got Sting and he's going to put him, oh my God, in the abdominal stretch. It's a move you haven't seen for a while. Well, it's a long time. Well, it was Hogan that had
1: the first ever <laughs> abdominal stretch put on him by Wilbur Snyder. Yeah. In the early 1900s.
0: Yeah, 1930s, Wilbur Snyder. And, I mean, a legendary move. And Hogan now going to try and get stinks to submit. No, turns it into a pin. That was uh, early 50s. Yes, he's trying to get the pin only two low. Two. Hogan tried it three times, but neither successful. Two, two, two. Hogan a right hand. Sid fight back with a chop. A poke to the eye.
1: Back hey. Hey.
0: He called it. <laughs> Hogan looks tired as well. Hogan is glistening. with. It looks like Lodi and Lenny from earlier. And now he's going up top. With the big right hands.
1: Oh! Well, eight punches and a huge bite to the head of Sting.
0: Well, he's doing anything for that title. His title. Even the crowd sounds like they're just moaning about it. Do you know what I mean? Like, a general grumble. And uh, Hogan again with Sting, Irish whip. Sting ducking the
1: first attempt, hitting a flying cross body, straight into a cover. No, only a two count. Two.
0: Hogan can't believe it, but now backing up into the corner. And is Sting going to go for it? Stinger Splash. we we'll hit the first one. He's going to go again. Stinger Splash. we we'll hit the second.
1: Is he going to go for the third one? No. Hogan moving out of the way this time.
0: Mr. Stinger Splash. And oh my word. He is hulking up. Here we go. This is the end. Box Sting's right hand attempt hits three of his own. Irish whip. Big boot. Boom. And he's calling for the leg drop. The fans want to see it. DDP's knocked out referee Nick Patrick. Leg drop. Hogan into the cover. And what's DDP doing out here? He's got Hogan! Diamond cutter to Hogan! Oh, Paige just lost to
1: Goldberg. Well, I knew we couldn't trust Brett. I knew we couldn't trust Luger. But
0: DDP didn't even come into it. And now he's in cahoots with Sting? What in the blue hell? Referee's counting. One. Two. No! Uh, Hogan managing to kick out. Uh, and Paige
1: just getting in. That's it. Diamond cuts the referee. Hogan bounces up to his feet.
0: The main event we'd be desperate for. Page has come out and ruined it. You, Page. Brett's out. Hits Page. And Brett knock him Diamond Alice Paige out. And now it's just Hogan and Sting. But there is no ref. <coughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this? Here comes Sid. Sid's out. He eats a big boot. Anybody else? Who the hell is that? Lex Luger? What well, is Luger? With a baseball bat. And he's giving it to Sting. Will Sting use the baseball bat on Hogan? Hogan's saying, come on, it's Luger all along. We told you he was the one. Wait a minute, Sting's not moving. Back to the midsection of Hogan. Cracks him over the back. Oh my god, Luger just cracked Brett with the bat. Charles Robinson's in. Sting's putting him in a Scorpion deathlock. Two.
1: Hogan's arm drops three times. Sting is your new champion. <laughs> Sting and Luger were in cahoots all along. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> cahoots! Cahoots! <laughs> Shenanigans! And Sting is your new WCW World Heavyweight
0: Champion. Him and Luger embrace. What the fuck is that on this top? Someone's phone saying Alex Luger. Who cares? We've got a new champ. Well, that made perfect sense. It was Sting. <laughs> Absolutely. Don't trust Sting. Nine-time WCW Champion. Got a title upside down, but who cares? Ooh, there you go. Ooh! So, Dan, uh, what did you think of that match? Full of twists and
1: turns, I think, you know, the ending was definitely uh, a surprising one, to say the least. You know, it was it was really entertaining. Yes. A close second to the
0: Goldberg match, I think. Yeah, surprisingly so. You know, I think this, uh, this match is... I wasn't expecting anything from it, and I was pleasantly surprised. So, I think... With that, like I said, it's not my favourite match of the night. It's my second favourite match night's DDP versus Goldberg, isn't it? You know, definitely. And a lot of questions
1: have been raised from this match as well. You
0: know, is Sting a heel now? What's what's going on? Exactly. And that's the good things as we leave there. Uh, Pay per view score, though, would you give it a ten? I'm gonna give it six and a half. Just because it was a terrible, terrible pay-per-view, but the last two matches kind of saved it a little bit.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you. Six six and three quarters, just to be a bit more fair, because them last two matches,
0: they were the only good matches on the pay-per-view, yeah. yeah. So we'll catch up with uh, the Nitro results quickly the following night, September 13th. Yes, Chris
1: Benoit defeated Dean Malenko at 8 minutes 4 seconds with a cradle immediately after Malenko hit a superplex.
0: After the match, the two hugged. Disco Inferno defeated Eric Watts at 3 minutes 10 with a chart-buster stunner. After the bout, Sid Vicious attacked both men, hit the chokes on the Disco, hit the powerbomb on Watts and defeated Watts following an in promo by Sid. Sid hit the powerbomb on Disco. Well, Silver King fought Norman
1: Smiley, Norman Smiley to a no contest at one fifty-six when, guess who? Sid Vicious attacked both men, hit the powerbomb on Smiley hit a chokeslam on King and defeated both.
0: Barry Windham and Kendall Windham defeated Stephen Regal and Dave Taylor at 4 minutes 13 when Regal was defeated after heading hit him with a cowbell. The
1: WWE Tag Team Champions, Harlem Heat, defeated Hugh Morris and Brian Knobbs via disqualification at 7.53 when Barry and Kendall Windham interfered after the bout. The champions cleared the ring.
0: The Insane Clown Posse defeated Lenny Lane low at 3.21 when Shaggy defeated Lane after Lodi accidentally hit a crossbody on his partner. Chris Benoit defeated WCW TV champion Rick Steiner to win the title. Perry Saturn defeated Eddie Guerrero at seventeen with a cradle. Berlin defeated Buff Bagwell at 5.11. And WWE world Champion Sting and Lex Luger defeated Hulk Hogan and Bret Hart at 11.58 when Sting defeated Hart after Luger hit Hart in the face with a baseball bat. So I guess Luger and Sting are an official thing. Berlin got a victory with a bagwell, which is good as well. And Benoit got the title back, or got a championship back, the next night.
1: Uh, Indeed, yeah. So you're going to lose the US title, but the next night you're going to win a TV title off Rick Steiner. So so
0: September 20th. Well,
1: tag team match Juventud and Psychosis defeated Billy Kidman and Rey Mysterio Jr. at 4 minutes 53. Psychosis pins Kidman after a dropkick.
0: Goldberg defeated Brian Nobbs at 226 with a jackhammer.
1: Uh, WWE World Heavyweight Championship defeated Chris Benoit at 1502. Sting defeated Benoit after Luger interfered and hit Benoit with a baseball bat.
0: Berlin uh, defeated Scott Armstrong with a reverse neckbreaker.
1: Is he a referee or is it Brad Armstrong? No, Scott
0: Armstrong is a referee. Yeah, Yeah, I thought
1: so. Well, Berlin pins Armstrong after a reverse neckbreaker. Singles match, Evan Courageous defeated Krieg at 422 when Courageous... Hit a twist in splash.
0: Uh, Saturn with Shane Douglas and Dean Malenko defeated Eddie Guerrero and Real Mysterio. Guerrero got defeated after Douglas hit him with a chain.
1: Can I just say that Conan was involved in that? Fuck Conan. Well, WCW World Cruiserweight Championship match. Lenny Lane defeated Shaggy 2 Dope with a roll-up.
0: Singles match. Booker T defeated Canyon after a missile dropkick.
1: Rick Flair defeated DDP after, uh, with, via disqualification after being attacked by Sting, Luger and Hogan. Oh,
0: my God. So, Flair's back with a flair. Uh, and then finally, September 27th.
1: Yeah, Benoit defeated Ernest the Catmiller.
0: Buff Bagwell defeated Vampiro.
1: Ray Mysterio defeated Dean Malenko.
0: Bill Goldberg defeated Hugh Morris. What an original <laughs> idea that was.
1: Berlin defeated Evan Courageous.
0: Harlem Heat defeated Barry and Kendall Wyndham.
1: Rick Steiner defeated Van Hammer.
0: Conan fought Pro sat to a no contest when the fans left the arena. Billy Kidman defeated Psychosis. Well, the stipulation stated Kidman would have had his hair cut if he lost, and Psychosis would have to unmask if he lost.
1: Yes, and Bret Hart and Ric Flair defeated Sting DDP via disqualification in a handicap match.
0: So we'll be back next month uh, for... We'll be back in a couple of weeks for the WF's turn, and next month, of course, for WCW. Our next episode will be Clash of Champions 2019. Yes, we'll be back in current day's times. But what have you thought? What are your serious thoughts on WSW this month, Dan?
1: They've got a very strong roster still, but they're just not putting the right matches
0: together for it. Yeah, I would completely agree with you. So, like I said, we'll be back with WF in a couple of weeks' time. We should say... In a few couple of weeks' time as well, that the WNR 250 is coming and we'll be doing the top 50 most recent wrestlers since the podcast inception. Dan, you're really looking forward to that one, aren't you?
1: Oh, I am absolutely, yes. I don't know whether it's just sorting out a list between the two of us or just our massive debate that we have because that is the biggest mass debate we have. <laughs> yeah. WNR.
0: Yes, uh, so the 250 will be coming soon. Well, you can guess when because this is a 246 right now. Uh, just in a month's time. Next episode, like I say, is Clash of Champions, but don't forget you follow us on Twitter at WWE Network Review or at Vince McDan, WWE. I'm at J School Rollins across so, all the Google platforms. Send us an email at Podcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at We're on Facebook. Yes, Facebook. You can come and find our
1: page and give us a like with the WWE Network Review Podcast or you can come and find... find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Our new website, James. How close are we to finishing that? Yeah, it should be ready.
0: In the new year. That is the WNRPodcast.com. We're also on YouTube, WWE Net Review Podcast. Podcasts got up on YouTube, same so time as places like SoundCloud. Oh, on your phone. We're on Spreaker Radio, we've got live shows, Stitcher Radio, and iTunes. we can download, subscribe, rate, and review there. Well, that is it. Next episode is Clash of Champions. I've been James Rowlands, and as always, I was joined by Dan White Thanks for listening, everybody, and bye. Bye.